Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We've got a great show for you planned for today. Yeah, let me just turn off my volume. I thought that was me. No, you know, um, can you hear this, guys? Can you hear it? Okay, there we go. See, we're on about a 30, well, no, 15-second delay. Anyway, I forgot to uh, forgot to turn off the volume on the one monitor here, so I apologize. But anyway, um, I want to thank you for joining us. We have a great show for you planned today. Um, we've got uh, Bob Fletcher coming on, Bob Fletcher Investigations. And then we're going to have another appearance by Robert David Steele talking about the current situation as it stands with the, uh, the, the plays. Right now, extremely hot, extremely vitriolic assaults against President Donald Trump. But members of his inner circle uh, are responsible we believe, he believes, for the leaks, for the uh, internal turmoil that's being ginned up by the media. So that's going to be a very important segment as well, Bob Fletcher, about a number of things. And, of course, uh, that'll be at the bottom of this hour. Now, for the first uh, half hour, we're going to be talking about some various, very interesting uh, findings over the last, or revelations, findings, whatever, over the last couple of, uh, uh, several hours to the last couple of days. Um, I want to mention uh, a couple of things, folks, and I want to thank you so much for, again, for believing in us and your trust in us. And uh, we are, you know, we are trying to uncover the truth. Notice um, those people who listened on Global Star Radio Network, thank you for so much for doing so, and also on BTR, Blog Talk Radio, thank you so much for doing so. Uh, I want to thank you for supporting us and following us. Uh, as well, but I, a couple of requests, uh, a couple of things here. Number one, if you are listening to this and you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, I like you to do that. Uh, we've had over a million views in the last uh, 18 days, I believe it is. I was looking at the analytics on this, and of course, the numbers on the back side are not reflected. The numbers on the front side are not reflected, or how can I say this? The numbers on the back side of the analytics certainly don't show up on the front side. So it's kind of an un- it's very unusual how the censorship of uh, the medias, various medias, are playing out here. So here's what we ask you to do. If you're listening to this and you have yet to do so, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we, we do want to, we want to get over 100,000 subscriptions. Ultimately, over 250,000 here. We know we've got the numbers on the backside. And I think, I do believe some of the, um, the ways that the censorship is working is actually there's some preventative measures taking place, not just against us, but against many within the alternative media, the new media, the, the, the real media, the independent media. So we have to fight this a little bit differently than our normal fights. And I'll, I'll tell you something else. Um, the titles which you, that you will see forthcoming on our videos, you might want to 
you know, it's, it, just watch the titles, and you'll understand that we are fighting censorship. It's interesting that we could put up, if we put up uh, a title or a video with the title that uh, would sing the praises of Hillary or, or Keith Ellison, for example, or Obama, uh, they would fly. They would fly and, and be be pushed around and, and uh, sent around. However, it, that's not the case. So, but this, uh, but henceforth, the, the titles might be a little bit uh, might be a little bit interesting. We have to. There's some cre- creativity that goes in into that. So we want to thank you so much, and also share this channel, all channels, all venues, with your friends, your relatives, your neighbors, those people who have who are awake and who are understanding of the current situation. We want to thank you in advance for you doing that. Also follow us uh, as well on social networking. There, you know, we don't know how long we're going to be viable on social networking. You've seen over the past couple of weeks, this, especially the past week, this clampdown on any social networking um, topics, in particular, Pedogate, for example, extremely uh, volatile, and they will ban you. So there will be some cryptic cryptic messages i'm sure that you'll see but those people who are familiar with what's going on will understand the message i don't want to be cryptic in this message but i have to be i guess and also understand this there is a war right now lastly before we bring joe on there's a war right now that's taking place behind the scenes that uh, it's so unfortunate um it's 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 at the it's at the spiritual level. I truly believe, but it's also a war that is born out of jealousy and envy and uh, all of the bad things. And we're just regular guys here, and we talk with others who are just normal people. They're just trying to get the truth out there. And for some reason, for whatever reason. There's a pushback against the truth by people who claim to have the truth and want to see the truth tossed out there and uh, exposed. But, but for uh, but but again, for their own personal reasons, taking others down with them or to their level, that's their objective. That's more important than getting the truth out there. And I find that pretty, to be pretty sad. And their lives must be pretty small and empty for them to do that. Now, I'm not t- again, I'm not talking about any one person or any, I'm not talking about us either, uh, in isolation. I'm talking about the entire playing field. I'm talking about the people who go after people like Coach Dave Dobmeyer and, and others in, in the alternative media, the, and, and Greg Jackson and, and, uh, Ted Rower and, uh, uh, I mean, you just name the person, Dave Hodges. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, there's also a fight right now brewing that uh, like places like Right Wing Watch, of course, they're ramping up, amping up their efforts and, and putting uh, putting people like us out uh, to be haters of, of I mean, key haters of anybody that's uh, involved in the homosexual lifestyle or. Anyone on the, anyone left of center, I suppose, left of political center, and certainly left of social center, if there is such a thing. So, we're fighting on multiple levels, and we appreciate your support for that. We also appreciate every note that we get, we've gotten many, every email that we get, 
Uh, we read all of the emails that we do receive, and we receive, we read all of the paper mail, the U.S. you know U.S. mail that we receive. I want to thank you for everything you've sent. We've we've had people send us documents, documentation, tons of documentation about cases we're working on right now. We want to thank you for that, and that that has been folded into the mix of of investigative documents after they've been vetted. So we have a, a full time full time crew working on that. When I say crew, I'm talking about us and uh, Jackie and, and others. So so thank you for all of that as well. Uh, this is a job. It's a, it's a big job to get down to the truth and to, and to, uh, kind of toss out the, shall we say, move out the, uh, uh, misinformation and disinformation, the, the deliberate, the information that's been deliberate, deliberately planted to move us off topic or out of focus. You'll have to excuse that. And, and those people listen to our show every, know that, uh, the student lady, the studio dog travels with me to my office and to the studio and such, so we bring her in and, and uh right about this time we get deliveries. Uh, I'm not sure why it's uh this time, but uh so she is just absolutely uh absolutely on watch and on guard. And uh and speaking of lady too, uh and, and us as a family, just to let you know how serious and, and some people don't really understand how serious the battle is. And on it I I guess I'm going here only because uh to, to let people know how how serious this battle is it's you know when we talk about for example we talk about the uh the sickness the perversion of abortion uh the act of abortion and the satanic sacrifice that there is with that associated with that or the the uh act of homosexuality when we talk about that uh aside from the hate mail that we get we get death threats and such you know it, it just happens and people say well, why don't you call the police so we'd be on the phone with the police 24/7 almost uh, you know, we get packages of, of used uh, condoms and packages of, of feminine products, used feminine products and hate mail and stuff like that. Um, we even got, you know, death threats to my dog. Okay, that's how these people are playing. But that's nothing compared to the spiritual attacks are taking place. And I was talking with Russ Dizdar, and I'm going to turn this over to Joe. I was talking with Russ Dizdar today. And I don't know how many people are aware of this, but, um, you know, Russ had some issues, uh, really, really some physical issues. And I'm, I won't get into it because I don't know how much, you, you know, people know about it, but, uh, he could barely walk. And I was speaking with him today and, um, he's much better. Thank you for all of your prayers for, for Russ, Russ Dizdar. But the spiritual attacks that are taking place are on the, on the, on the rise, on the increase. And I do hope that you keep your, keep Russ in your prayers. He's going to be with us in Chicago or, Ger- or Gurney, Illinois, May 5th and 6th this year. And I had told him today and he had told me what he was going to be doing there and I told him that uh, we were going to be laying out the entirety of Pedogate this is stuff folks that you will have to be there to really appreciate Eric the tech is, is working overtime to put together the the, the uh, courtrooms like exhibits we have to be presented you know on site 
at that conference, Awaken to the Shaken conference, Pastor Paul Begley. So I would urge everyone to sign up, to register. Registration, the attendance is free to Awaken to the Shaken conference, May 5th and 6th. It's a Friday and a Saturday, I believe it is, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so please register. Go to paulbegleyprophecy.com. Click on Awaken to the Shaken Conference. I, I believe we might have, if we don't have it on our website, um, so many things, I'm not, I'm not even sure. It should be off of our website as well. But register. Please do that. Register for Awaken to the Shaken Conference. If you're going to be anywhere within a day's drive of Gurney, Illinois, um, and that's pretty much most of the population or half of the two-thirds of the population of the United States, I believe, uh, May 5th and 6th. So you won't be sorry. And then Russ is going to be talking about the demonic aspects of certain things and about the spiritual attacks and about the uh, cases. I, I do suspect some of the cases he's worked in. After listening to him today or talking with him today about the cases he's been working. Um, wow. Just wow. So all of this is going to be really, it's, it's going to be a fantastic conference. It's not our conference. We're, we're just going to appear there. Uh, Joe and I at Awaken to the Shaken Conference. This is being, uh, uh, done by Pastor Paul Bigley. So, uh, go to, uh, paulbigleyprophecy.com. Excuse me, and register. Register for that. It's free. The whole conference, the conference is free. The lodging is not, of course. And that's going to be, again, Chicago or Gurney, Illinois, May 5th and 6th. So we're excited for that. We've got two separate websites, hagmanreport.com, that for the news information analysis, and uh, hagman and hagman.com. And I was telling, uh, that's for the show, for the show itself. I was telling uh, folks as well, I'm uh, going to restart HomelandSecurityUS.com perhaps later this weekend or this weekend sometime. That's going to be for the investigative work product from the special investigations and assignments. And, and the Northeast Intelligence Network has it's almost back to its full cadre of people. We are uh, we have and are continuing to infiltrate some of these anarchist groups that are uh, forming under Obama, Clinton, and such. Maybe want to explain what the Northeast Intelligence Network was, because I'm sure we have a lot of new listeners who have never heard okay, of Homeland Security U.S. Yeah, uh, in 2002, we, uh, we, uh, I started the, the website HomelandSecurityUS.com. That's HomelandSecurityUS.com. And not really thinking back in 2002, of the con- negative connotations with the phrase homeland security. I just, you know, this is before I really understood what was going on. Back then in 02, if you knew me back then, I thought, yeah, um, 9-11 was 19 uh, Arab hijackers, Islamic hijackers only. You know, the story was as it was being told. Sure, we had to invade Iraq. I bought I bought the uh, the narrative hook, line, and sinker. And you know what? You grow up afterwards. All right. You understand that things do. You just, that was me though. That, that was me. I really thought that, uh, our government really, I really didn't understand that, that the way our government really lied and stretched the truth. And anyway, the, what Northeast Intelligence Network was, and that was the home base of Northeast Intelligence Network was a home, or was located at homelandsecurityus.com. So for the first couple of months, we were, 
not really public. We had turned over, we had communicated with the FBI. It was a group of uh, volunteer investigators, half a dozen volunteer investigators, uh, some who knew and spoke conversational Farsi and Arabic and such, and some great people who could hack their way into, uh, you know, the Pentagon, for example. Uh, but, but they had, they had gotten into, uh, Arabic terrorist websites and such, and there's a lot of information that was turned over to the FBI. I have, I still have the letter from the FBI that, uh, acknowledges us as a, as an operational asset for, or an informational asset for the FBI. And so we were just using our time, volunteering our time, uh, to provide information to the FBI about the Islamic terror threat. That's, that was the Northeast Intelligence Network, I suppose, in a nutshell. And it ended, um, a little after, uh, somewhere around two, 2008, 2009, the website continued. Uh, it went public and continued and such, but, but the bottom line was, uh, uh, one of the volunteer investigators said, you know, I'm not sure anymore who the good guys versus the bad guys are, meaning the, Various terrorist websites were infiltrated by CIA and FBI operatives, and every time we turned around, we were bumping into a member of the of the government of our own government, or sometimes GCHQ, that being the UK, or the Mossad, or whoever. But it was just it was a mess, and we witnessed a lot of things where members of our own government actually were. Soliciting and facilitating terrorism, domestic terrorism. Well, the poor, in retrospect, the poor um, selection of the phrase homeland security and the creation homelandsecurityus.com. Despite that, now, uh, I think what we'll do uh, we will we will maintain that and uh, turn our focus now into to the domestic threats to the Bill Ayers like operatives and the Obama operatives and and use that as our platform for exposure. That's not to say HagmanReport.com is not going to contain that information. That will contain that information. This is just going to be a much more a much more fo- focused uh, niche um, of information. So that's just kind of my thinking right now, as if we could take on another project at this point, just so you understand what's, you know, what's taking place. Um, so we're working hard behind the scenes to do that, but thank you. I'm glad you reminded me to, to, to mention that. So with all of that, this is what's taking place. And never before, I believe, in, in American history, uh, with perhaps the exception of the Civil War, maybe sometime uh, around the Great Depression as well, or... Yeah, it's the Civil War time. I don't think we've ever seen such a threat to our domestic way of life as we are seeing right now. The threat is not from a Donald Trump presidency, but the threat is from the people who are against the Donald Trump presidency and many of the enemies of the state, enemies of our freedom, enemies of our way of life are masquerading as conservatives. They're masquerading as Republicans. They're masquerading as um, as even conservative Christians. And it's one thing when you can look out and identify if they've got a, if everyone was in a uniform, you know, with a specific colored helmet on and a 
<laughs> an identifiable uniform, it would be easy to tell the good from the bad. But that's not the case today. There are no uniforms, or sometimes the uniforms are being worn by other uniforms are being worn by uh, the enemy. You know, our uniforms are. So, if there were, that is. So I'm saying that just to say this. Many of the biggest threats, I believe, are coming from within. When I when I look at the Obama Organizing for Action Committee, and I look at how the money flows from Soros and from people like Soros and the uh, De Rothschilds and others into the coffers of the people who are the machines behind the faces that march along in Washington and other cities. Um, I see a bigger threat there. That's we, not to downplay the, the Islamic threat, but they're weaponizing that threat as well. Go ahead, sir. But the the threat that we face from um, these people who are trying to overthrow the government or delegitimize Trump, they have no, no morals. They have... Uh, it seems to be an endless supply of money or people who are willing to, to stake money to back them. They have no, their only loyalty is to um, the stated goal, which is to um, basically bring, bring the country down politically. And when we look, um, you know, we've been talking, hearing a lot of, about sedition, treason, and subversion. I want to go over some of these, um, and we'll skip the treason. Well, let's just focus on what subversion refers to, because there's a lot of words being thrown around uh, as to what is really going on. Is it it treason? Is it sedition? And we talked about this a little last night. But subversion is an attempt to transform the established social order and its structures of power, authority, and hierarchy. It refers to a process by which the values and principles of a system in a place are contradicted or reversed. More specifically, subversion can be described in, as an attack on public morals. And then they go to give us some examples. Is, and now, goes is, on that, is that an actual Oxford Dictionary uh, definition? Uh, or or a, di- a dictionary definition? Or is that... Because a subversion of morals, or a, an attack on morals, I find that very interesting. Yeah. Subversion being an attack on, on the morality? Let's look. And, and I'm... And because we're, you know, Rush Limbaugh has said words mean things. Yeah, they yeah, do. You know, we, we don't they, go over the definitions of certain um, terms it, as much as we should. And, they, and you know, it, it's it, because we get emails like this all the time. Well, you're saying Marxist and Leninist and communist and fascist. There are different meanings. We look. We understand that, but 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 a lot of times there is a mixture of, of Marxist, Leninist, communist. Uh, the uh, uh, it's it's the allies of our en- I mean our enemies consist of allies out there okay. that are normally or sometimes or most often enemies between themselves. But go ahead. From the Merriam-Webster dictionary, subversion is defined as follows: the state of being subverted, especially a systematic attempt to overthrow and undermine a government or political systems by persons working secretly from within. So it, that's number one. Number two is so the cause of overthrow or destruction. Um, so it's internal. Right. It's from within. That's right. a subversion. And we're seeing that. Uh, you know, I sent you a, a story uh, from I got it. Uh, so the 64 ways Obama is sabotaging Trump. Ex-president yeah. plots to force resignation or impeachment. And we've seen just in the last few days, um, one thing that I find interesting about these unsubstantiated 
fake news attacks. Really, they're fake news attacks. And, and I say fake news with a, we'll put an asterisk next to this one. But, um, it, it's, I guess it, fake news might be a little harsh term for it. It is spin. It is, uh, the media and the left hype, hyping this into a story and into a narrative where there is no basis in fact. Um, or reality. Uh, the Sessions conversations is a great example of that. And we have news about this, um, about what Sessions, what's going on with Sessions. And, um, important news about how Obama, and, you know, some of the things we talked about, they, uh, what he was doing with Trump. Apparently, he was spying on the Trump campaign. Air Force One to the Oval Office, folks, is bugged. I was just told this today. Oh yeah, and they, they, he had, he actually got clearance from, um, the leadership in the GOP in the Senate and Congress to bug Trump Tower's internet to look for ties between Russia and Trump during the campaign. And, and these he, are not I, through FISA courts either. Go ahead. No, no, he was denied, uh, actually the first, uh, the first, um, I gotta find it here, this story again, and we'll bring this up with Robert David Steele. But uh, let me just make the point because we're running out of time. All these stories that we see in the media from, uh, Jeff Sessions, you know, uh, recuses himself. So many of the news websites made it seem like he, he stepped down as Attorney General. They didn't clarify. Nor did they, uh, distribute the facts that Sessions did absolutely nothing wrong. He broke no law. He did not lie under oath. All of that is documented. You can look at the conversations. You can look at the testimonies. It's all, this is all just hype of a, of a fake story. Then there was another story today about how Mike Pence was, you know, hacked when using a private email server as his capacity as governor of Indiana. But, but Joe, real quick, the, the Pence situation and the Hillary situation are absolutely Oh yeah, no. And Pence said as much. He, uh, he came out today and, and said that there's no comparison to Clinton. And it isn't because one, he wasn't dealing in classified information, but most importantly, two, Everything he did was legal. It was um, accounted for by the... Everything that he did on his private email server was legal under the law of his state. And not only that, it was done in according with the, the state lawmakers in the archive filing systems, meaning everything that was uh, he did on his private email server that was legal, he turned it over to be archived uh, in the proper fashion. So there is absolutely no comparison to the Hillary Clinton email scandal. But we're going to get into this more with Robert David Steele in our third hour. Coming up next, we have Bob Fletcher. And uh, it's been a while since Bob's been on our show. We're going to get into Antarctica, um, you know, what's going on with the sun, and what the planet heck? X, and much more. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. 
Kirkus Review states, readers of end times fiction will be hard pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast paced. Blue Wink Reviews boldly states, fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book 1, Precipice. Book 2, Pentecost. And Book 3, Penance. Uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. So thankful that we have you as our audience, uh, the, the really the most intelligence audience in the world on the planet of the with the alternative media. And I would I would go to bat for our audience any day of the week. I mean, the the level the emails that we receive from from you, the most well reasoned, rational. Uh, Educated, highly educated emails I've ever seen. I could tell, you know. Let me. How, how can I put this? I'll appear as a guest on other national terrestrial radio shows. The emails I get from them, wow! You gotta see them, man. I, if I publish them, you wouldn't believe it. But the emails from our, our audience are heads and shoulders above anything else and I just want to say thank you so much for being so well informed and being that star that you are hey I'm a poet no uh, really you deserve a lot of credit each and every one of you for listening to this show and for watching this show whether it be on Global Star Radio Network BTR or on YouTube Live thank you so much for, for being who you are and for being in the fight that's really important our guest coming up is Bob Fletcher from Bob Fletcher Investigations. Oh, by the way, next month, hats off to uh, 
this month, actually. Hats off to John Robertson, our program director. He's done such a great job. We're going to be having uh, uh, an FBI profiler on, um, an absolute, uh, uh, we have some so many heavy-hitting guests coming on, new guests. It's absolutely amazing. John's done such a tremendous job. Really want to publicly, publicly acknowledge his efforts for a job well done, and you're gonna, you're just gonna get a lot of benefit out of it. Before we get to our guest, uh, I want to mention, again, welcome Pred Defense, P-R-E-D Defense, PredDefense.com to our family of advertisers, PredDefense.com. They make this absolutely, incredibly useful. Um, the shotgun reloader. You know, everyone, most everyone I know has a shotgun in their home they use for self-defense. And let me tell you, if you've ever gone through one of these combat training, shooting uh, courses, your adrenaline gets pumped, man, and if you have a shotgun, it's fine. If you have to reload, boy, not so fine sometimes because your fine motor skills are affected adversely by the adrenaline that's pumped through your body. Well, Pred Defense has the answer. And we pride ourselves here at the Hagman Report on bringing you the Cadillac of companies, the best of companies that make the best of products. Well, Pred Defense is that company. You own a Remington 870 shotgun? Well, fear not any longer. They have a reloading mechanism. Uh, one quick swipe and your shell is in the chamber, that shell that you need. This is a device that accommodates well, it supports either a two and three quarters or a three inch shotgun shell. It's, uh, works fine without modifications on a Remington 870. Other prototypes, uh, they're coming, it's my understanding, but specifically for that type of gun. But for more information, visit preddefense.com, P-R-E-D defense.com. It's linked off of Hagman report.com and hagman and hagman.com what an incredible product i've said i used it i did mix up before mossberg and remington my apologies i'm not like the super gun guy you know i don't know my i mean i know i know the difference but um sometimes i just uh you know i get i get uh well i was confused before but but let me tell you something this this device works it's handy it's beautiful Go to preddefense.com. You'll be sorry. You'll be you'll be uh, you'll be sorry if you don't get this. I'll tell you that because uh, if you ever, it's better to have it, and not need it, than 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 need it, and not have it. Let me tell you, preddefense.com for the fastest reload. It's a patented design. Preddefense.com. Joe. All right, our guest uh, from now until the the end of the next hour is Mr. Bob Fletcher. He's a, a previous guest. It's been a while since he's been on. Uh, Mr. Fletcher, welcome back to the Hagman Report. Hi, it's a pleasure to be back. It's good to be back. Um, please call me Bob. Mr. Fletcher is, although I don't know, I'm starting to qualify. I guess I'm now 76 years old. I'm qualified to be a Mr. Something, I guess. Anyhow, it's a pleasure <laughs> to be back. I haven't been uh, with you guys uh, for, for quite a while. Yeah, and, well, uh, John, yeah, John and I were talking. Was the last, were you on with Steve Quayle the last time? Uh, yeah, the last time I was on with Steve, Steve and I go back, uh, I hate to say this, uh, probably uh, 25 years. 
uh, we're we're good good friends, uh, and we we met cross paths in the, what I refer to as a patriot movement. Uh, with my myself, I was on the road at that time. Uh, well, I was living in Montana, uh, actually in the same town there near Bozeman. I had a business there, uh, and. Uh, we crossed, but we crossed paths at a patriot meeting, uh, if you will, or a little convention or something. I was a speaking guest, and uh, and then so we we go back quite a while, yeah. Well, it's, it's great to have you back, uh, and folks, go to um, Bob's website, BobFletcherInvestigations.com. That's BobFletcherInvestigations.com. There has been a lot of things changing and going on since the last time we spoke. Um, we we do have some talking points here. Where do you want to start? Well, you know what, Joe. Oh, well, if, if I, if Mr. Fletcher, if I, Bob, if I can ask, give, give a little bit of background uh, for uh, yeah. for our new listeners because we've grown oh. since the last time you were on. Okay, well, well, uh, without getting too too hung up into uh, the the background, my my story is mind boggling. So, um, but I I hate to to spend too much time on it, only because we have always so much uh, new new information and new concerns and things that, uh, for the example, the the primary reason uh, why I had not. I had not done a lot of radio. Previously, I did an awful lot of it, but I've been out of it for a while strictly because I've kind of had my nose to the grindstone, as I used to say. I've been working on an extraordinary project that required a tremendous amount of um, uh, investigative work and research, and uh, it's terribly time-consuming. It's it's going to end up being the biggest, most important investigative expose that I've ever done, and I've been doing this, like I said, for over 30 years at this point in time, chasing the bad guys, if you will, uh, corruption in government. And what I ended up uh, getting into um, uh, was, uh, uh, which I won't get talk too much about it. Uh, I want to get back with you guys in a few weeks, and uh, I'll be able to talk about the product, the, the production, actually, uh, what, what we've been working on. Uh, but uh, in terms of my background, I I got involved with many years ago just by no doing of my own. I had a business, very successful, uh, growing by the month. I merged with a company, and that company turned out to be a covert front operation for the Central Intelligence for the Reagan-Bush administration during the Iran-Contra mess. That's exactly what I was no, going for. Yeah, and, yeah that's what and I was it was just amazing. Yeah, I I was not involved with any of that thing, uh, you know, anything uh, covert or anything, that is for sure. I was just a, an entrepreneur. I had several businesses and uh, rather successful. Uh, and so I, uh, whatever, I merged my company to expand it, and it turned out that the, uh, the, the guy who was an agent for many years, his business, primarily his only business with his intelligence community, was supplying weapons for the covert covert wars all around the globe that were constantly uh, getting involved with actually creating most of them uh, through the intelligence agencies. And he supplied weapons, and that was it. And uh, so I ended up becoming a witness when they started investigating the Contra stuff. I became a witness. Uh, then from there, uh, I ended up, because the people that I was involved with, with that covert 
operation. Operation. I was literally in the middle of it. I I sat in on met with the generals that ran the Vietnam War, and they were the guys that were supplying the weapons uh, with this other um, son of a gun. And uh, basically, uh, I was right in the middle of it. I saw uh, orders and putting together orders and transportation for uh, uh, the Hellfire missiles, which is what they are still using. Now, this is back in 83. 84, 85, that period of time. Uh, the uh, Hellfire missiles, which of course is what they use on the drones in the present covert wars over there in the Mideast. And uh, it was, of course, people that are not old enough to remember the Iran-Contra business. The bottom line was not only were they doing weapons for uh, all these different covert operations, but they were tr trading out financially with drugs and bringing drugs back into the country. Um, it was a giant uh, drug smuggling operation by the Central Intelligence, to put it in, in a sentence. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you've got the T-shirt, you've got the scars, and, and that's kind of what I was going for with with uh, yeah, and with your and, and, it's, yeah. and it's a great story, but I just don't want to waste too much time with that. No, that's fine. It's, uh, that's fine. Kind of mind-boggling, but. What happened from that, uh, I, I ended up being involved with many inquiries as an investigator. I even did work for Manuel Noriega, his his lawyers. I uh, even did a special investigative report for those guys, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I've really, really been into it uh, way, way, let's say, uh, you know, something that normally I would con consider to be uh, way over my head, but... Uh, uh, I ended up uh, then becoming a, a permanent investigative researcher, but at the very highest levels and uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, with all of the uh, – yeah. I've testified before the Senate Intelligence Committees and what have you. Yep, uh, yep. So, yeah, you're, you're, and folks, this gentleman, uh, he's, been, he's been in the thick of it, and he's got – He's got the bona fides. So uh, I just want to, just for the new listeners, establish who you are. I think that's that's sufficient, and people can read about sure. you. you know. Sure. Uh, okay, so uh, let's hit the ground running, uh, Bob. Where do you want to start? Okay, well, um, uh, the, the the best thing, I think, uh, of course, I'd, I'd love to get into the politics, but I'm not going to do that, that's for sure. But that's the craziest stuff going on right now in the history of America in the political scene. Uh, but the the big point, of course, was uh, I had put put out a while back uh, the uh, DVD, which is probably the most comprehensive, on the potential incoming of Planet X and Nibiru. Um, and uh, that's uh, it's called, titled The Incoming, uh, which is still available. Anybody that hasn't seen it uh, and is uh, concerned about the possibility of the Planet X where uh, Nibiru coming back around, uh, which is a reality, uh, what I probably would like to talk about um, is the fact that now, since it's been a little bit of time since I put that particular DVD out, and I had, uh, I hate to use the word predicted, uh, forecasting is probably a, a better, a more appropriate word, but I had, uh, in fact, predicted and uh, forecast that there would be a tremendous amount of uh, uh, earth changes taking place as the incoming Nibiru Planet X, or whatever you want to call it, uh, starts making its way in closer. Uh, and, of course, a big problem is uh, uh, everybody wants to know, like, when exactly is this going to be passing 
close enough to be causing terrible effects. Uh, the big deal is uh, when when I did that, I originally put out the DVD incoming, I said, uh, which is still very true, and that is uh, that it, the best thing in the world would be that if myself and all those scientists and astronomers, et cetera, that have been studying this longer than I have, that we were all wrong, and in fact, it's not going to be in our lifetime. Um, but it certainly appears that it will be. And uh, when I said that I put into the DVD, I originally said that there's going to be things like changes in the entire solar system. All the planets are going to be affected as this thing slowly comes in. I said that weather would be changing uh, and that it would become radical uh, and that we would have at that time, I said, the next couple of winters are going to be and summers are going to be like they'd never been before and that progressively we would see those effects, uh, uh, including volcanoes, earthquakes, and floods and all the things that go with it and so now time has passed since I put out the DVD incoming. And unfortunately, as we can just look in the weather right now, uh, we see that all these things absolutely are happening. Uh, and, uh, we're, and people, of course, always say, where is the government on this? You know, when are they going to tell us? Or are they going to tell us how to take care of ourselves? Or if, when this thing is coming in and, and all of that. And what we have to understand, unfortunately, number one, of course, we're dealing with a government that has created its strength and control by uh, lying and keeping secrets and classifying everything. Uh, they, they keep us totally in the dark. The, uh, unfortunately, the media now does not um, present to us, I'm going to say, probably 5% or less of all the news in the world that we really should be getting. It's complete garbage uh, in terms of any kind of regular, common, mainstream media. The only media that's worth a darn, of course, is, in fact, the social media and the the like your program being one of the best to bring these things forward to the people because otherwise uh, n no group of people would know anything at all because uh, it's a matter of world governing control of all the media. Uh, so when people say, when are they going to tell us? There's two sides to it. One is, of course, they are a secret bunch of bums and they're keeping everything completely quiet. Uh, that's the first step in it. The second point is, if you stop and think about it, uh, how would a even a righteous, good, honest Christian government, which, of course, we've never seen that in a long time, uh, how would they go about telling the general public around the world that there may be something coming in that they can't stop, they can't control, and it has the potential to be Noah's floods all over again, or the or the equivalent of uh, meteor storms and things of that sort uh, that that will completely even shut down our electrical power uh, with with the excessive solar flares and all of those types of things and gravitational effects on on our planet. Uh, they obviously, you know, how do you tell people? Maybe you tell them, well, just relax. 
uh, you know, when this thing's going to come around and, and there may be huge numbers of people dead and, and, and half of the globe on fire all simultaneously from this if it passes as it's expected. Uh, but to, to think that the people wouldn't go completely out of control. Uh, we, we see how foolish these uh, riots and demonstrations are in such a small level. We can't imagine if the globe was told that we were going to have something that may be biblical in its uh, reaction to on the globe. So the problem is they're not going to tell us. We will not know it for sure except by watching what has been taking place. Now, let me be specific. I mentioned in the uh, uh, DVD incoming, I mentioned that all of the planets would start changing and have problems. That has taken place now. They're uh, realizing that there are orbital uh, effects in the orbits of all the planets, that the temperatures are changing, the atmospheric surrounding uh, configuration in all the planets, some have more and some have almost none, but it's all changing. There's storms on the planets, uh, all the planets in our solar system, and they are all being affected, and that started actually a few years ago, progressively. The sun, the solar flares and the activities on the sun have, have cranked up tremendously. Uh, the um, uh, earthquakes have increased greatly. Uh, we, in terms of numbers, are breaking records. The general weather in the last two seasons, uh, whether you want to mark it by winter or summer, have broken records every day. We are breaking records every day, every month, with the crazy uh, weather config uh, configuration and, and the uh, uh, condition of uh, just the general weather. I talking. Then, of course, we had talking about storms, floods, tornadoes. All of these things, look at, we had the, um, uh, of course, the drought for quite a while in California, but now we have flooding and rain conditions there, extraordinary. A couple of days ago we had, I think it was, 28 tornadoes in one area. Um, you know, we, we, again, literally are breaking records with these things. The other records are being broken, is, which I, I did predict, is that as as this incoming unknown uh, intruder becomes c closer on a daily basis, although we can't see it until it's close enough. And the reason we will not be able to see it easily is because it's infrared. Uh, it, it's, it's out of our normal uh, range of common vision. We will not see it until it is a shows up as a star in the sky. Uh, and, uh, you know, it'll just be, oh, look at that, there's a new star. And we've got, God only knows, a uh, hundred, well, millions of uh, amateur astronomers, and they will be the first to start seeing it in our regular citizens. Uh, we'll be the first to see it. Not talking about the covert operatives that have the control and their eye on these extraordinary new telescopes uh, and that are able to see this and of course that we're sending way out to far ex expanses in space at this point in time and and uh, locating and finding and seeing things like the new which is another thing I predicted would leave you in the in the uh, process of uh, the 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 exploratory uh, extraordinary secret 
operations for um, these new telescopes and ones they don't even tell us about uh, that they were going to find uh, a lot of other unknown planets uh, and that's exactly what's happening uh, and again you have to remember when they even tell us about like recently they announced the discovery of a solar system out about uh, I think it's four million light years away or something like that uh, it's it's really far away in terms of what we think in terms of being to go out and see these things close up uh, pretty soon though they will we will find out if we're still around enough we will find out that they have uh, extraordinarily new manner by which to transport nothing like the old rockets etc uh, we already have that under our belt and it's been under our belt for a long time at a top secret configuration uh, so you have to always remember if you, when, like when they talk about a new weapon or they talk about a new telescope or a new plan or they talk about going to Mars down the, in a few years down the road this usually means they've already been there and done that uh, I found out in my experience with as many as maybe 20 years or 15 to 20 years behind in letting us know what they're doing. So if they say they got a new craft that's on the drawing board, they probably already have uh, built two of them and have them working. Uh, so we, we always have to, you always have to remember that. Anything you get a, an, an announcement from the secret government, I refer to it as, uh, they probably, it, it's old, and the uh, the the recent one that I mentioned with the solar system, with seven planets are very close to our solar system, with at least two planets that look like they may be absolutely able to uh, support life as we know it. Of course, there's maybe life in all sorts of configurations, but uh, the life as we know it, there are two of them in this solar system. And what's interesting because of so much work that I've been doing and keeping track of things for so long. There was two years ago, uh, probably a year and a half to two years ago, when uh, Bill Clinton, President ex President Bill Clinton, was on the Tonight Show and he was joking, not Joe, he was telling uh, uh, the narrator there at that time that uh, they had just discovered these seven planets and a couple of which look like they were going to support Earth it's, uh, or Earth-like life, etc. And so what he was talking about two years ago, I actually, he slipped, he's not supposed to have talked about it, is what they just told us they had discovered uh, 30, 40 days ago. So um, anyhow, that gives you a good example. Uh, a couple of years ago, they had discovered this, and they didn't tell us as a wonderful new uh, discovery until about 30 days ago. But the, um, again, to get back to the, the concerns of, of, of us here on Earth, um, all of the, uh, things like the glaciers, I also put in, in the DVD incoming that the glaciers were going to start, uh, really being a problem. The glaciers in both the North and the South Poles are melting to an extent that they're almost I don't know. It's almost like uh, they used to use time release um, slow motion where they would take a picture every week or two and you would see a little bit of a change. The ice melting of both the poles north and south is almost like running water. They both yeah, are... Bob, 
Yes. Uh, let me interrupt you. I uh, just sure. want to let you know, we have a three-minute break coming up in about a minute. Um, so I don't want to have Good, you get too great. far no, that's away. That's okay. If you, um, and if you have a question, uh, you know, please jump in. If you have a question on anything I'm, I'm trying to report here, just just let me know. Just, you know, no problem with that. Uh, if something comes to your mind you want to ask, I don't know if I can answer, but I'll be glad to try. But it's, it's becoming extraordinary on the face of the earth. Uh, the... Um, like I say, the the melting of the glaciers is a tremendous problem, and let me give people it. And if you haven't studied it, and most people don't, they can't. They could care less. It's too far removed from their lives. You know, who in the world is going to be looking up something like that unless you have some special need? But the the melting of these uh, the the poles. What's happening there? Of course, one thing is recently we just had the largest iceberg break off. And and go be start start entering into the regular uh, ocean by itself, and it's hey, Bob, the size let's, let's of. Hold and, it, sure. Let's hold it right there. When we come okay. back from the break, we'll pick up right here on the uh, the ice that's been breaking off uh, in Antarctica and some and of the, the activities. Effects. Yeah, and the, and definitely the effects and some of the activities that have been going on down there that make people scratch their head and wonder if there isn't something much more uh, sinister or hidden uh, being being. Uh, gone down there, and Antarctica just had a uh, yesterday and today. It was like 65 degrees down there, which is un- obviously unseasonably warm, apparently for this time of year. Folks, we're talking with Bob Fletcher. Uh, he'll be with us throughout the next hour. His DVD, Nibiru Incoming, um, and we will tell you where to find it, as well as his YouTube channel and other information after the short break. Stay with us. Greenovative. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. But what Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right, You need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a bang, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof. And it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid when other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night. Go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Perhaps you're a business out there, a small business. Would you like to extend the reach of your business? I bet you would. Would you like to to have the same opportunities as companies such as Omaha Steaks, Pro Flowers, and Casper Mattress, some of the bigger companies out there? Would you like to have that same power? Advertise on our program. Go to HagmanandHagman.com or send an email to opportunities at HagmanandHagman.com. If you go to HagmanReport.com and HagmanandHagman.com, there's a link where you can, you can, you can, it's a big red box. You'll see it. You'll see it. Click on that link and go ahead and read the benefits that we have created for you. I think it's, I think it's a fabulous opportunity.
For investors, timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified, accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288, PreciousTimberProfits.com. This edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. I'm so thankful to have you listening and uh, joining us here on this program. Our very special guest, Mr. Bob Fletcher. Bob Fletcher Investigations. Uh, just a tremendous, uh, tremendously in, in, well-informed guy sharing his information with all of you. Before we get back to Bob, I just uh, want to mention something about satellite phones. You know, we've seen, if you're, if you're old like me, you went from a rotary phone to a push-button phone, and then we've seen the, the cell phone industry develop and evolve. Now you've got smartphones. But what happens when the entire system goes down? What happens in, in, in that event? Well, you need some way to communicate with your family. I used to think satellite phones were just simply for the wealthy. Well out of range of my pocketbook. Was I wrong? I spoke with Eric uh, Tallman from the Satellite uh, Phone Store. Satellitephonestore.com. That's satellitephonestore.com. And, and here is what we have found for the Hagman family. Right here. This is what we found to be the best use of our communication dollar. Now, this is the Iridium 955 phone, satellite phone. I can tell you that Steve Quayle has one and his wife. I've got one with for my wife. Uh, they're very affordable. The plans rival those of cell phone plans. And when everything goes down, you still have the satellite phone. This is the way to communicate in 2017 and beyond. Um, I, I cannot recommend this highly enough. And uh, I, I, for security reasons, I'm not going to get into a couple of situations where we had to use these telephones. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: they work. They work well. They're very effective. I want you, to, I want everyone out there to explore the possibility of you owning not one but two of these satellite phones one for you one for your wife one for you one for your children it doesn't matter whatever the configuration uh contact eric tallman from the satellite phone store at satellitephonestore.com or just simply go to hagmanreport.com and click on the link to the satellite phone store these are and you get you get a holder for the phone antenna um adapter Ear, ear, earphones, you know, earbuds, the, the whole, uh, package right here. 
for the Iridium 955. That's my favorite, by the way. Contact Eric Tallman at SatelliteFoneStore.com and let them know you heard about them on the Hagman Report. But this is a requirement. And every day that goes by, ladies and gentlemen, I really believe every day that goes by, um, we're going to need to turn to this type of communication. And again, this rivals the, um, the, this is, I've seen, uh, cell phone plans that are more expensive than the plans that go along with the, the satellite phone. Satellitephonestore.com. That's satellitephonestore.com. Tell them the Hagman Report sent you. Our guest, uh, joining us now and in through the next hour is, uh, Mr. Bob Fletcher. BobFletcherInvestigations.com. He's got a DVD Nibiru incoming. Right before the break, we were talking about what's going on in Antarctica, the uh, huge changes in, in the ice, um, the dangers that those pose, and the effects that that could have on, on our world and our environment. Um, Bob, go ahead and, and jump back in right where you left off. Bob, you there? Maybe we... Do we lose Bob? Disconnected. Um I also didn't tell him how long the breaks were either. I don't know. Oh, you did. I think you said three see. minutes. Okay. All right. Well, we can we can just uh, talk about yeah, no, ourselves. We, we, we did lose we him. Did. We're going to get him All back. Right. All right. And um, again, our guest is, is Bob Fletcher. He's been, he's been on in the past. Twenty twelve was the last time I thought he was. You know, that's that's a long time ago. Four years Four, ago. Five years ago. This is a topic that is um, had gained a lot of traction. What from two thousand and ten at least until twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Especially around that whole, uh, uh, what was that, September 23rd, 2012, or December 20th, the end of the Mayan calendar. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people were focused on Planet X, on, on Nibiru, and it's not something that we've talked about in a while. No, it, and, we haven't talked about this, but, but it's more than that. It's, it's about uh, the 2009 executive order that enables NASA and other ast- astronomical entities, federal, federal government, to classify any new planetary extraterrestrial discoveries as a nash- an issue of national security. It's yeah, about I a lot the of UN things. already did that in the 50s, but that's one thing we're going to talk yeah, to this... Bob about. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. Hey, uh, glad to have hey you yeah. Well, right. whatever. Somebody stepped on the electric line, I guess. I don't know what happened. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys were talking about, uh, you know, for example, uh, uh, yeah, big, uh, strange thing. And, and, and again, if people, you know, if you're not, like, in the middle of it, uh, it's, it's impossible to keep up with it all. And thank God for guys like you, uh, you know, with your program on a regular basis. It's, it's so important, at least for those people that care. A lot of people don't even care, you know. So, uh, you know, uh, the potential of the seriousness of some of this stuff. But, uh, yeah, something that they did do a little while back in 2009, they didn't make a big deal of it, but what they did was they said, although they've kind of, this has sort of been a mandate for many years, and that is keep everything secret. Anything, I mean, just in general they do that, but in terms of anything out there in outer space, going back and literally the date, the year was 61, it was became a mandate that in general, anything that's unknown, that's discovered by whether it was uh, an astronaut, uh, somebody that walked on the moon, or, or anybody else, anything unusual at all that may be considered frightening for the general public, they said we're going to classify and keep it secret until we decide if we want to let them know. Uh, and uh, But 
recently, in 2009, they did a separate, uh, I believe it was strictly under executive order, but it was simply that um, any unusual uh, space junk, debris, or rocks, meteors, if you will, or asteroids, anything of that that becomes discovered, uh, that uh, that's all classified until they can determine if they want to tell us about it. Uh, you know, so, and that doesn't count things like what we saw a couple of years ago in Russia where that meteor came in uh, and, and exploded and, and it actually, nobody had seen it coming. Uh, they were anticipating some other little thing and it took place, but then uh, they didn't even know about that uh, good-sized meteorite that came in and uh, blew apart just above in Russia and uh, you know blew thousands of windows out and injured about 700 people. Uh, fortunately, nothing even close to what it could have been. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, that's a case similar to what we potentially might be seeing here with the, the Nibiru of Planet X, and that is that that was coming in from, uh, to quote NASA, behind the sun in, the, in a direction that, that had it sort of uh, uh, unseen by us, even with our telescopes. So that, that's kind of strange. Uh, maybe, maybe in fact, they did know it was coming and kept their mouth shut. I'm not sure about that. Um, but um, well, I was talking about the changes. Yeah. Sure, go ahead. If you've got a question, or you want, go ahead, please. Well, I just wanted to make sure we get back to, to Antarctica, too. Sure. You know, um, you, you mentioned right before the break how they used to basically uh, do, you know, week-by-week week flyovers and tracking progress of, of cracks in the ice and whatnot and how uh, with the changes in the weather how it's become a much more, I don't know if it should say dire situation with Antarctica, but there is... Well, no, it uh, is, and it, it already is dire, believe it or not, much more than people realize. What's happening, again, the big thing visually is you you, you can see, and you can look these things up. There are a lot of good, uh, even YouTube things that uh, are available uh, that you can at least you know get some kind of a look at, but the glaciers are running now, and in, in, instead of being these slow-moving mass of pieces of ice that uh, move in and move out, almost like a slow-motion version of lava uh, coming in and coming out over periods of 10, 20, 30 years, small amounts. At this point now, it's almost like on the edges of many of the glaciers, it's almost like chopped ice. It's just falling off, like if you were taking a big bucket filled with chopped ice, um, and it, it used to be like pouring maple syrup out of the bucket, and now it's like just finely chopped ice you would have in your Coca-Cola and pouring that out of a bucket onto the floor. That's what's going on with the glaciers. It's terrible. And, uh, again, as I mentioned of course, which we do know a little bit about, that, that one gigantic um, uh, iceberg that has broken off the size of, uh, of uh, Pennsylvania or whatever it is, is really big, and the biggest ever, I guess, uh, in, uh, in uh, modern time. But what happens is, again, something if we, you don't know about it, you don't get into it, you don't know about it. But the, the global weather is pretty much regulated almost and moved and adjusted related to the underwater currents that circle the globe in a both a an east coast and a west coast and it moves it's like a three-dimensional figure eight 
And by three-dimensional, what I mean by that is the um, uh, like the the colder water going in these currents, huge currents. We, uh, the, the the volume of the movement of these underwater currents is horrendous. You know, cubic yards and tons and tons of water, and it, the warmer water goes uh, to the top comes up to the surface and then the uh, colder water up by by let's say Iceland or the north the north pole goes down and circles around all the way from the north pole to the southern part of Chile and then it comes up and it moves all the way around and even over to Africa where it becomes warmer and then comes up or, or excuse me it becomes yeah it becomes warmer and moves up more to the surface so it's kind of a three-dimensional flowing thing uh, going southerly in in warm uh, the um, uh, warmer water or the colder water down and then the warmer water up uh, and but what happens that the the salt content of the ocean itself is what constitutes whether it's going to be very quickly cold or very quickly warm and the variations of how this all affects storms all of the storms that are created it's relative to the temperature on the surface of the water etc and so what's happening we are seeing literally the salt content of the ocean slowly modifying because of these gigantic glacier melts and huge floating icebergs. It's changing the salt content. And that is and will literally for a thousand years that's going to make an, a, a progressively continuing change in the entire global weather. So what we are seeing right now is is not we're not going to see next year where everything, where all the, the crazy floods and storms and freezing and like we've had snow up here where I live in the northwest part of the country now where I'm living. Uh, it's snowed every day up here for about 40 days. All right. So it snows, it goes away a little bit of snow, then it goes away a little bit, you know, but we have four feet of snow out in, in the front, in the front yard, uh, because of that. And, and commonly, even in the Northwest, we don't have that. Uh, and we don't have all these unbelievable storms, the tornadoes, tornadoes and, and all of that stuff. We just don't normally have it like that. All records are broken on all these things in the last three years progressively. And, uh, uh, the media storms, which I think I mentioned briefly, uh, those have increased volcanic activity activities, 45 to 52 of them reactivated in the last four years. Uh, these things are all permanent changes we are going to see, uh, and one thing affects the other. Uh, a volcanic activity in one area or three, four areas will constitute um, an earthquake someplace between them because the crust of the earth is being disrupted in three or four places. You can almost triangulate now. Uh, and uh, so these are all real, real events. And um, then there's other things. I'm going to move away from it just slightly for, for which you mentioned uh, just going into the break. Uh, the question of what's going on with them. Uh, there have been a lot of executives in the last 
year or so uh, visiting the South and the North Pole. Uh, but one thing in the, the North Pole uh, is rumored. I, I don't have any real good definitive proof of, of what it is, but uh, it, it's a, a couple of possible things taking place. Along with the melting of these poles, both of them back at the top and the bottom, the north and the south, uh, they're exposing some structures up there. Uh, one thing, there appear to be, uh, and they haven't been exposed well enough yet, but it appears to be the possibility of some pyramid structures under the ice for the last 20,000 years uh, that are now becoming literally exposed to uh, where it looks like there may be some of those uh, at the poles. The other thing was, of course, back in the 40s, during the war, Hitler uh, went, went and set up uh, some underground uh, facilities uh, as military base in the North Pole when he invaded Russia. Since it was close enough, he decided that he wanted to make sure he was set up ahead of time in the poll, and he set up some secret bases there. There is a, a story, again, of even a military confrontation between the um, Americans and the Nazis uh, during that period of time where they actually had a, a, a physical skirmish up there in the uh, North Pole, and basically the story was that we got run out of there. We had a couple of battleships with a lot of four or five thousand people on, you know, up there, and we uh, we got chased on out. But then part of that story was that it was um, uh, alien craft that got involved with that. And again, it's something that I don't personally have good enough information on that, but that's, that's a possibility. Uh, and then that also links to uh, and again, this comes to some of the people recently, big shots from several countries, uh, including uh, Obama, uh, theoretically made a, a, a secretive trip up there to, to look and see what had been discovered. The other thing that has been uh, said to have possibly uncovered now with the melting of the ice is, a, is an expansion of what's considered to be the opening into the hollow earth at the top of the uh, the poles um, the i've seen a lot of extraordinary interesting pictures it's always hard now to separate real stuff from false stuff but uh, the possibility that that uh, it was admiral bird way back uh, many years ago uh, that had made a lot of news by saying that he had discovered an opening into the uh, into the earth and that a whole section a big huge amount of the the globe itself was actually hollow with an entrance at the north pole and that he actually flew in there and was run out by uh, alien beings and and there, again it, it was not something that was poo-pooed because right out in front I guess half of the people thought he was nuts and the other half uh, didn't know what to make of it uh, but that's also said to be possibly something that's been uncovered with the uh, melting away of uh, some of the ice up there and again it's kind of a you know until it's I I I became a whistleblower myself, of course, many years ago from my exposure to uh, to what was going on. And so my attitude on whistleblowers, even if they're uh, 
maybe extra- extraordinary stories like Admiral Byrd and the Hollow Earth concept. Uh, I don't throw cold water on it until I really, I really like to prove to say, well, hey, this has some merit, or 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 100 percent is accurate, or it's or it's baloney. So I'm a little slow on throwing stones at what might normally sound crazy to us, because God only knows. The things that have gone on in the last hundred years on Earth have sure all been labeled, could be labeled crazy, that's for sure. So, um, yep. do you have that's any good. other questions? I have a few other directions to go here, but well, do you have um, anything? Yeah, there's there's a number of different directions we could go. go you started talking about Admiral Byrd and the uh, possible hollow Earth, and, the, and another possibility is you know some kind of ancient uh, fallen angel technology that could right. be... Um, down in Antarctica. Before we move too far away from Antarctica, all the personnel that have been going down there the last few weeks, last few months. Right. W- it, any speculation on exactly what they're yeah, doing? Yeah, I, I really want to know. What, yeah, what, yeah. What, uh, yeah. I mean, t- 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 tell me under what circumstances this uh, sitting Secretary of State would go to Antarctica. Yeah, and former astronaut walked on the moon, Buzz Aldrin, who went there and then passed away shortly after that. Um, yeah, it, well, you know, uh, again, uh, it, it goes back. Uh, it, it goes back to the story that really seemingly has a lot of credibility, but, you know, the ability to, to keep things under wraps has, has, has grown so well uh, since World War II, uh, that period of time. And, and then, of course, in the 60s, when we started, you know, um, um, really getting into exploration, uh, off-Earth exploration or whatever, and, and they just came out with a mandate that just basically said, we will tell the citizens nothing. Thing until we have just talked about it and discussed it, and if we decide, uh, because we are the Almighty, I guess, up there uh, in Washington, if we decide that it's okay and we think so that, that they're intelligent enough to handle it, we'll tell them. Otherwise, we just keep it secret, and, and their capability of shutting things down is pretty good, because you have to remember... They did that, the gigantic, gigantic program for creating the atomic bomb, and nobody knew that it was being done. That was pretty slick. The bottom line was they, they had uh, like overall a uh, hundred thousand people working on that in little bits and pieces and nobody knew what they were doing and then all of a sudden uh, they tested it, it worked and we dropped it on Japan. So, so the, a lot of times people say, Big things they can't keep it secret, but unfortunately, uh, you know the bad news is they darn well can keep it secret if they. And, and uh, as a matter of fact, some of what I'm saying right now uh, will will be clarified in in my new project coming out. But um, uh, the bottom line is they can keep it secret, and the the closest thing that really is tangible that we can look at uh, with with the possibility of alien technology or something of that was what I mentioned when when Admiral Byrd they went up he made quote unquote you know the surprising discovery that it appeared there was a, an opening and, and he went into it and flew back out of it apparently big enough opening to do that and then claimed uh, you know there was uh, you know this whole civilization kind of thing going on there at least in part of it inside the globe and apparently Nazi the, you know in the this was uh, earlier 
uh, the Nazis under Hitler had gone under in there on the same concept. I mean, he had an entire base or two or six set up in, around, in and around there uh, when he, like I say, about the period of time after he had invaded Russia. Then, uh, apparently, like I say, there is records to the extent where there was a, an, an operation where they went up uh, with a couple of battleships and actually had some kind of a battle. And originally, the, it was said to have been up uh, on the basis of, uh, of of going after Hitler and discovering what he may be doing there um, in in the in the Arctic. And, and uh, it was, I think, it was nineteen. Something like 1942, when Hitler uh, had had invaded Russia, and uh, in around the period of time of 44, they had a, a couple years later they had a couple stations, bases up there, and they got they they had to close most of them down because guys got. Sick from eating bad polar bear, which is kind of strange. Um, but uh, they uh, they put together a, an entire uh, couple of uh, a, a fleet, a program. I'm trying to remember what in world the, the, what the exact name of that was. I thought oh, it was Operation High Jump. Uh, and the Operation High Jump, we went in 1946 up to destroy whatever German bases were up there. And somehow uh, the word that came back was that flying saucers had been sighted uh, and uh, actually had, in fact, uh, 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 kicked our tails and ran us out of, uh, out of the waters up there. So I've never gotten... I'm occupied with so many other things. That part of it's something that I've never gotten in a good detail. I, uh, the most things I... Most of the time when I put something into any of my research DVDs, I could say it's like 85, 90% correct, and it's, uh, you know, and, uh, which is hard to do. Uh, but in this case, I've not looked into it better than to just tell you, uh, other folks can look it up and maybe do some research. It was called Operation High Jump, 1946, and the period of time after that, uh, right around in that, where they claimed there was UFOs, unidentified flying objects, firing on our battleships, and we ended up turning tail and got out of there. So um, how much strength there is to that, I don't know. But that potentially, if now recently, with the melting of all of this stuff and things clearing away, 20 feet of ice, 30 feet of ice melting away, all of a sudden now they may have come across uh, what would constitute either alien craft or maybe it's just a huge old German base that had uh, some technology that was ahead of ours. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I will also, I, I, one little caveat to that. There, there also was stories in Vietnam, during the Vietnam War, there were also stories about a battleship or two that all of a sudden they were shot, they were fired upon by UFOs, and and again, I, I can't, I, this is something that I'm just giving you as an anecdote kind of situation here, I'm, I don't have any proof on this, but I have well, Bob, seen... We're, we're sure, up against the break, sure. we're up okay. against the break, when we come back. 
we'll pick up right here with uh, um, planes firing on UFOs in Vietnam. And then, UFOs uh, firing on planes. Yeah, yeah. And, and then we got a, um, a half hour, 27 minute segment. Uh, is, will be the last segment that Bob's with us. Bob Fletcher Investigations.com. Um, he is our guest. His DVD, Nibiru Incoming. I can't, I can't wait for his new one. I mean, I can't wait. New yeah, Fletcher. and uh, we'll be right back uh, with Bob Fletcher. Don't go anywhere. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Folks, I'm going to direct your attention to masterpreps.com, masterpreps.com. Wow. Uh, masterpreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, masterpreps.com. That's masterpreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you could possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. To, I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Eric's. Uh, it's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family, masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? From all of us at Training Post in the Woods, we pray you have a healthy, safe, and prosperous 2017. And we would like to thank all of you for welcoming us to the Hagman and Hagman family. You're all a very wonderful and special group of people. Because we believe it is so important for you to work and acquire good health this year, we're going to do something that we've never done before as a thank you to you for your support. We're going to make something available that we believe everyone needs. During the month of January, anyone who invests in their health by purchasing either our American Heritage Remedies Kit, our Survivalist Natural Remedies Kit, or $200 in individual remedies of your choice, we're going to give to you our crisis remedy just in case for free. Your health must be a part of your preparation plan. We're here to help you with that journey. May God bless y'all, and may God bless America. Happy Happy New Year! This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. You can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. Hagman, 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 Hagman,
Rapport.com for news, information, analysis, show prep, things you need to know for the show and for your, well, just for your betterment. HagmanReport.com. Hagman and Hagman.com. There you can watch the show and get a handle on uh, all things show related. Our very special guest, Bob Fletcher, BobFletcherInvestigations.com. Talking about a number of different things, a number of strange things, you know, uh, out of the ordinary, but it, applicable for today. This gentleman is, he's got his finger on the pulse of, uh, what's taking place outside of our normal purview of things. Before we get back to Mr. Fletcher, uh, I want to thank, uh, I want to thank Ellen Riggs, greeninnovative.com. Folks, if you haven't gone there yet, go to greeninnovative.com. There they have the GMAG power cell. Uh, it's a battery charger that needs no hand cranking, no sun, no electrical outlet to recharge your rechargeable batteries or even your cell phone. It's a great company. It's, in fact, uh, uh, I mean, this is a fabulous company that it's U.S., uh, U.S. born, U.S. made, GMAG. They, they have put together this GMAG complete, um, especially for the Hagman Report audience. Go to greeninnovative.com. And I want to thank again Alan Riggs. He's actually extending um, the 14% off discount on your entire purchase until March 15th. So go hog wild. Buy everything you need and everything you think you will need because you won't see this kind of discount again for a long time. Had a wrestle with, with Alan. Actually, I didn't. He, nice guy, tremendous man, and, uh, he's got a heart for everyone, I'll tell you that. And his product is second to none. It's a great little, it's a great little battery charger, no moving parts, durable, EMP proof. It's fantastic. Little salt, little water, recharge your rechargeable batteries. And the replaceable magnesium pucks, which is the power unit for the source, of course, you can recharge a couple hundred sets of batteries without having to change the magnesium pucks. This is a great gift anytime, anywhere, for anyone. Greeninnovative.com. Go to HagmanReport.com, click on the link, or go directly to Greeninnovative.com. But again, remember, 14% off right through the 15th of February. Greeninnovative.com. Bob Fletcher is our guest from BobFletcherInvestigations.com. <laughs> Bob, just before the break, we were talking about uh, things that were happening in Vietnam. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, that was interesting. And let me mention one other point on the, uh, uh, when we're talking about possibility on the, uh, the interest of high level people of a couple of different governments, uh, traveling up to, uh, the Arctic, et cetera. With the ice melts, it's, uh, it's believed that there are going to be discoveries and availability to mine some extraordinary minerals uh, and and huge quantities of untapped uh, exotic metals and things of that sort that we don't have a lot of that may be uh, more prevalent at the untouched North and South Poles. So the the possibility of extraordinary mineral resources may be 
another reason. Of course, that's not as exciting or or as uh, crazy as uh, talking about uh, you know hollow earth and, and alien possibilities and things of that sort. Uh, but uh, it may be a more simplistic, but still typically a new world order interest uh, to to the bad guys of the power structure, and that is the untapped mineral resources that they may have discovered a couple things, and that could be a reason for some of the big shots running up there. Uh, and uh, uh, briefly, I'll mention one more thing, and then I'll tell you about the Vietnam uh, crazy story with that. And again, that's just, an, well, I don't know, I say it's just anecdotal, but it's a report from uh, theoretically people that actually witnessed it. The, this um, uh, story I'll tell you about the Vietnam uh, weapons, etc. Uh, but I mentioned something else. The, the melting, when I was talking about uh, the, the effects of the melt to our entire global uh, current water system, uh, the currents uh, uh, hot and cold flowing around the entire globe, both east and west. Uh, but in the last few years, what has happened when people think, oh, well, it's going to take a long time. You know, you talk about raising the, the, the water. You know, you talk about raising the, the level of the oceans, the seas of the entire globe. Gee, that's going to take a long time. As of a couple of years ago in Miami, uh, and I have a son that lives down there still, um, and not that that makes any difference, but it gives me a face on a one-on-one down there. In Miami, the high tides, every time there's a basic regular high tide in Miami, the water has been going four to six blocks into the city of Miami Beach and and damaging and, and shutting down businesses. And that literally is because of the increase in the height of the ocean at Miami Beach. All right, and there's only one reason, it's melted caps. Now, uh, it's so bad, so serious now, they spent, I believe it's $400 million or allocated that much down there. They put pumps in all up and down the entire um, roadway to control just on high tides. Every high tide, it's out of control. And um, what a lot of us that live, of course, I lived in Miami for quite a while, but for people who've never lived there, uh, you don't realize something. I lived, one of my homes was in Orlando, Florida. That's midway up the state. Uh, and we were seven miles, eight miles from the coast. And my elevation in my front yard was 12 feet above sea level. So that's gives you an idea of how low the, uh, the the property is actually and along Miami Beach. Anyhow, they actually physically have now put in millions of dollars of pumps, huge pumps with the ability to try to balance out the, just the high tides. So that's another very visible worrying problem because once it starts uh, eating away at the coastline, uh, which everybody... A long time ago now, all the scientists, everybody said, oh, worst case situation, we got another 100 years, you know. We got another 75 years before we have to worry about it. No, it's it's already at our uh, at our front door uh, in, in Florida. So uh, it's pretty crazy. Okay, so the Vietnam anecdote about the, the, the saucers, um, apparently the report was uh, that 
the there was a, some kind of a battalion or whatever that was getting fires, uh, uh, active uh, military aggressive firing from unidentified flying craft. And they called in some ships close by the coast to return the fire. And when they were shooting anti-aircraft uh, type weapons, the weapons themselves were being turned around in midair and fired back at the ships. That's pretty spooky. Now, again, whether that was, you know, I don't know. I don't, it's not something that I would ever, uh, you know, report on as a reality because I just don't have enough uh, serious background information on it. But that was the story, and that's pretty spooky. They were told, they reported back to uh, the Pentagon from the ship, and the Pentagon said, stop shooting at them. Um, you know, whatever they're doing, just don't shoot at them. Get out of, get out of the way and leave them alone. Uh, but that's pretty crazy to think about that possibility of the, the ability to, uh, to, to turn a, a fired weapon around at the person who was firing at you. That's uh, pretty amazing. So what else can I answer for you that you may have uh, uh, thoughts about? Well, uh, Bob, we, I got a, a, I don't know where to start. I got a lot of questions. I go guess ahead. Maybe if we can go back to uh, some of the, the basics. Sure. You you laid out a uh, you know all these different changes the the government's actions uh, different stories. If there was one thing or or a series of of events that happened, what really led you to you know uh, Nibiru or Planet X? Oh, um, okay, sure. Let me do that. Uh, yeah, because yeah, and I and I have to I want to point out to to the particularly people that don't know much about my background. I have friends that go back twenty five, thirty years following since uh, I, I very first testified uh, in, in uh, several several cases in Washington. And the reason for that, by the way, was because it was all of these things like drugs and arms and, 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 and criminal finance uh, fraud, financial fraud at big levels and all of that. It was, it was basically the same people over and over again. I would get calls from a senator or a congressman or whatever the case was, even somebody from the Pentagon, the CIA, the FBI. I get 125 pages on me and the FBI that's just basically my story, uh, you know, about how I was taken advantage by this uh, arms operative for the uh, intelligence community. Uh, I worked with, with Sonny Bono. Sonny was murdered on the ski slopes, relative to an investigation that we literally had worked eight months. We were about to go on the floor of the Congress with a congressional inquiry that would have led right up to some of the highest level people in the, the Washington, D.C. at that time, around, well, it was 1997. I got a call from Sonny. They said they were 15 days after he came back from the, uh, the Christmas holidays, we were going to open up the investigation. I had to get into Washington. I said I was ready to go. Let me know. I was really, really excited because we had subpoena power, subpoena power uh, on a congressional inquiry, which they normally don't do because nobody up there likes to uh, blow the whistle on somebody down the hall because they all have dirt on each other. It's like a continuing blackmail situation, you know, where, uh, you, you know, you don't dare say anything about this guy that he may have been involved with this or this or this because you know that he knows that you were involved with it. So it's kind of a, that kind of a mess up there. And uh, anyhow, Sonny had gotten 
subpoena powers. We were ready to go. It was drug connections into the highest levels of our government and agencies, and they killed him on the ski slopes, pistol whipped him to death, dragged his body up against a tree and left him there. To you know, he was already dead, and uh, that was. He called me, they called me in December, uh, and it was uh, like 15 days later or 10, la- 10 days later, he was dead. Uh, and so anyhow, it's a little, uh, I did do an investigation on that. That's available also at my website. Uh, if anybody's interested in that whole separate story unto itself, yeah, I, I have it. I, I am. Yeah, but Bob, yeah, well, I, I'm, get, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I just want to say I, I am interested. And and so you you is it for sale or is it free? Or? Oh yeah, no, it's no. I have it. It's available. I have about ten or eleven uh, finished reports that are for sale. They're available to everybody in DVD form. They are all. Uh, it's a mixture of things. Basically, it's government corruption at the highest levels. Uh, and my, that's all things that I was directly involved with. It's not hearsay or secondary or anything. This is all things that I've been directly involved with myself. Okay. And by the way, I want to mention something. Everybody, if they can grab a pencil if they want to, I give everybody a, uh, just a separate mailing address for those of us, uh, those of our friends out there that uh, are not, that, Totally, totally into the computerization, or, or, or want to order or something. Um, I will send you. Uh, if you drop me a note, I'll send you a little, um, uh, a little catalog that showing what we have, uh, and I'll give you an address for you folks that want to drop or drop me a note and ask me a question. If I can answer it, I will. It's uh, Bob Fletcher, Post Office Box Two One Six, Bayview, Idaho, eight three eight zero three. That's uh, box 216, Bayview, Idaho, 83803. And uh, drop me a note uh, for you people that are not fluently uh, excited about the computer. Uh, I don't want to leave anybody out. Now, um, where were we? I sidetracked myself with that. I didn't mean to do that. Um, we're, uh, oh, oh how, how I got into this. Yeah, and I wanted to make a, a real point. To, to to all of my friends out there and, and my new ones besides the people that have um, followed my work for so long. Uh, I, getting into the Nibiru thing, I really had to hesitate because I've never done anything. I You know, I call that kind of uh, sort of the fringe stuff. It's kind of because it's something that's, uh, you know, like how can this thing be going on and not enough people know about it and is this real and, and like the flying saucers and things of that sort, uh, not counting the, the, the stuff that the uh, U.S. government's doing now, but um, which, which changes everybody's view on things. But the, um, uh, I, I got into the Nibiru thing looking into the outrageous statement that uh, um, Donald Rumsfeld made on the floor of the Congress back uh, in uh, 2001 about a day or two before the 9-11 event. And uh, Rumsfeld came forward and said, he was the head of the Defense Department at that time, and he said, we have lost $2.3 trillion in our budget. 
and everybody, uh, you know, that's kind of a, like a uh, like a wait a minute, what did you say? Kind of a thing. You know, he's sitting in the Congress going over uh, different problems, financials, and what have you. And he said they had two point three trillion dollars that had disappeared from the budget of the um, uh, Defense Department in two thousand and one. Uh, within a day or two, um, uh, the nine eleven took place, which included um, the uh, attack on the Pentagon directly in the offices where all the documentation on that 2.3 trillion was which is interesting but uh, we never heard anything about it again after that but the point was back back a few years back I started looking into I had several people who said hey Bob maybe you can look into this uh, there's billions here two billion there eight billion there seven billion there two trillion there Four trillion here, because there also was one of the um, uh, the one of the major funding uh, uh, heads of the international banking had six trillion disappeared. They were they just couldn't. It was like they were asked about it by the Senate and the Congress. Uh, not that you trust any of those guys. Uh, please don't do that. But um, uh, they they asked. This guy came forward, or actually, it was a lady came forward, and she said, "We can't find seven trillion. We're not sure. We put it out to the banks, but in Europe, but we're not sure. So they lost seven trillion, or six, six point nine, or something like that. So somebody had come to me and said, or it's actually several people, and they said, "You got to track this money down." When I started looking at the money, then I found all the underground facilities. These multi and also gold had vanished. Uh, you know, bullion gold had vanished, um, uh, according to uh, sources. Uh, so I discovered the underground facilities. There's 103 of them in the United States. Then I found out they were all over. The major nation governments had also been cooperatively building underground facilities for themselves. Uh, you know, England, Germany, uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and. Um, and Russia. Russia had built a couple of gigantic underground facilities big enough to hold multi-thousands of people and smaller numbers also, but uh, they had at back in 2013 put out a mandate to have as many as, as uh, I think the number was 5,000 small, not, not giant ones, but 5,000 underground facilities for certain special members of the citizenry. So Anyhow, uh, then once I found the underground facilities, then the question was, what's going on? This is an international thing. Money's vanishing. Gold is disappearing out of the the Fort Knox. And uh, what, what would be the reason? So then I started flipping over rocks, and then it came to me from from outside sources, came to me, and they said, well, it's probably the incoming of Nibiru. And I, because I didn't know a heck of a lot about it uh, at that time. It's not something I studied. And uh, again, I'm not an astronomer. <clears throat> I'm an investigative researcher. So I... I said, oh, okay, what are you talking about? You know, what, what is that? So then I got into it and locked into a handful of astronomers and some scientists, et cetera, and, and followed their research and information and, and also the biblical side of it. Uh, you know, the, some of the best 
information we have on the fact that Nibiru returned around uh, maybe every uh, either few hundred years or few thousand years in just a giant orbit and came around and when it does trailing three or four of its moons it causes havoc and it, it had caused the, uh, the the Noah's floods yank the waters out of the seabed and had caused those floods that were all in the biblical uh, and all the other biblical uh, statements relative uh, to uh, the uh, this this event you know where where the the sun was blocked off for a long period of time not a normal eclipse blocked off and all the storms and meteors and meteorites and things that were crashing onto earth and slain huge numbers of uh, of the armies during biblical times and things of that sort and set the far, the cities on fire and all of that uh that is nibiru uh and it's not only in biblical, biblical, it's in the um, uh, revelations, and uh, of course, it's also in uh, the Chinese writings of the ancient emperors. Wrote about tracking this fire dragon that flew across the sky, and uh, going back all these different um, uh, so many years back, uh, and there's so much of it. Uh, the 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 the, um, uh, the monks on the top of the Himalayan mountains back uh, you know five hundred thousand years had written all this stuff in their scribes had written all this information in you know so it's it is literally uh, all over in terms of biblical scholars uh, and that's a big part of my study that I have on the incoming uh, DVD and then also the discovery nineteen ninety something of a a disc. They call it the sky disk, and it actually dates. It's a, a placard, if you will, that was done in gold, um, uh, inlaid in gold, and it tells the story in it in a uh, sort of a, uh, a placard kind of a, a design. It tells the story, and the exact date can be derived from it of when this thing came through um, and I, the, the exact date now is failing me uh, in my memory but uh, back a few hundred years ago uh, and it was discovered in about 1999 it's called the um, uh, Sky Disc and it is available as a matter of fact I have all coverage of that in my uh, my DVD but um, I, the point that I'm trying to make I guess is that I came to it by accident I certainly would not be something that I normally would have gotten into, but I came to it by uh, uh, trying to find out uh, how the Defense Department dares to just tell everybody they lost a few trillion dollars and uh, and the, um, uh, the the banking system saying the same thing that they had, uh, the Federal Reserve, Federal Reserve coming out and saying they lost about seven trillion and uh, nobody paid any attention. You know, it's kind of like, oh, well, let's go on or whatever. You know, so um, and lo and behold, again, it was um, uh, the build, building, creating these underground facilities, and changing their entire structure uh, a few years back. And it was approximately 1983 when uh, Ronald Reagan apparently was notified because they had put some new telescopes out into satellites at that time, and uh, the word came back, "Uh oh, Mr. President." 
there is a planet X and it is heading potentially back in in our lifetime, uh, so we better do something about it. And that was about 1983, the same time that Ronald Reagan went on the floor of the United Nations and said, I often wonder what would be the reaction on Earth if we all realized there was an incoming problem from outer space and that I think we would all band together as Earth people and try to prevent that problem uh, and he made that speech on the floor of the UN around the period of time that he was notifi- n- notified by science that in fact the Planet X was real Very interesting um, Bob Fletcher from BobFletcherInvestigations.com uh, His DVD Nibiru Incoming is available there and uh, you said you're working on a, a new project as well? Yeah, and it, and it's been time-consuming beyond my wildest dreams. I actually now have been working on it for, uh, I hate to say this, uh, two two years. Uh, but it's Do you extraordinary. want to drop any uh, No. And I'll tell you, the only reason, here's the reason why I don't want to talk about it yet, um, is... Um, uh, I've had so much difficulty putting this together. I have been um, uh, hacked by government, and I know this because I, I hired a specialist to go over my computer. I have been, I've had computers burn up on me. I've had uh, uh, the loss of loss of uh, a month of work completely gone, even with my backups and all this kind of stuff. I brought in an expert a while, quite a while back now, and I had him check it out. I said, what's going on here? And he just came back and he said, well, one thing, you've been hacked about uh, a thousand times over this last seven months. And uh, this is a while back. And, uh, and he said, and he said, all I can say, I can see with my experience, that's government. And he's and he, by the way, knew nothing about Bob Fletcher. He didn't know what I did, and he said, "I don't know what you're doing." He said, "But uh, all your problems has been there." So anyhow, let me get back to the the primary reason. I don't want to say anything because what happens is I'll have people that will be saying, uh, "I want to send you, I want to send you twenty five dollars. Make sure uh, that you put one aside for me." And I don't want anybody ordering my product until it's on the floor. Uh, because okay. I never know, and I'm 76 years old. By the way, this will be my last, my last report. I can't physically, my my health is not uh, that we're we're probably not going to be able to do any more. Uh, this will be my last report. But it's turned Hold out on. that yes, sir. I, I don't mean to interrupt you. We're uh, sure. we're closing out the segment. We only got about okay. 30 seconds we're left. Out of time, bro. but I want to I want to thank you for coming on, and you obviously are, are welcome wow. back. And I know you were talking. When, uh, in the beginning of the show, you mentioned talking with John and coming back in a few weeks. And definitely, yes, uh, when, when yes, your new project's ready, uh, we'll have yes, you back sir. then also. Bob support Investigation.com. Yeah, folks, su- support this man. This guy's doing great work. Bob, thanks so much for your time. Okay, thank you, guys. It's great to be back. You take All care. Right, bro. It's you great to have you. You have a good night. Bye-bye. When we come back... Robert David Steele will be our guest. He's going to be with us for the updates, updates hour. and updates. Yeah, we're going to talk about the deep state, the what's going on with the Trump administration, the Obama sabotage, and much more. Don't go anywhere.
just what kind of thriller predicts the future. In Three Days in the Belly of the Beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, DanielHoldings.com. That's DanielHoldings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to DanielHoldings.com. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high net worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stain by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. So happy that you're joining us. Thanks for your belief, your trust in us. We are trying to do We're doing our best to do, deliver the best product around uh, alternative media, news, information, news that's important to all of us that you won't hear on the mainstream media. And a big thank you. And, you know, part of the process uh, of delivering this product is to talk with the newsmakers, the people who know what's going on, have been in the trenches, have fought and and gotten dirty themselves. People like Robert David Steele, who's made the rounds on numerous programs and who has um, uh, a lot of great ideas, great information. Now, here's the thing, folks, okay? The dynamic of the landscape of of our country is changing. The, the 
political landscape, the social landscape, everything is changing. And we are at war. And see, I believe this. I believe that we are in this war where there are socialists, communists, that are attempting to take this country down from within. And this is an ever-changing, a very dynamic battlefield. So, in order to give us updates on you know what's going on, where we stand, we go to people like Robert David Steele, robertdavidsteele.com, phibetaiota.net. Um, it's in the program description on our, on our, for tonight's program. This guy, okay, so we've had him on before, but see, because of, of the changing landscape and the changing dynamic, you gotta keep ahead of this. And, and that's where this gentleman comes in. Before we get to Mr. Steele very quickly here, uh, I really would urge everyone to do this. I, I'm getting concerned about how things are playing out. Folks, go to texasready.net, texasready.net, get a, get a seed bank. Put this on your to-do list this weekend. It's, spring is coming, but more importantly, the things on the horizon are just iffy. We want to be able to continue, and to continue, you need food. Food, of course, not long-term storable food, but also seeds. Texas Ready has got the best seed banks in the world. They're, they're ranked highest in the world, in my view, but for good reason. And they contain uh, uh, regionally appropriate open-pollinated heirloom seeds, they're certified. They are, um, they're the best around. They've got the best germination rate. It's, it's in, in there. They're, they're, it's packed in very special refurbished U.S. Army ammo cans, which have moisture seals. Understand that, of course, rodents can eat through number 10 cans and even through, uh, thick plastic tubes. And most seed banks, they come in containers which put your family at risk, not with Texas Ready. By the way, each Texas Ready Seed Bank contains 80-plus varieties of vegetables and fruits, including eight dual-purpose herbs used for culinary and medicinal purposes. The larger banks come with training manuals that teach you how to garden properly. Folks, check it out, texasready.net, texasready.net. Robert David Steele is our guest. He will be with us till the end of the show, um, and he's uh, he's been on a few times in the in the recent past here, and uh, we got a lot to get into uh, where do you want to start today, Robert? Well, I'm almost ready to buy Texas Ready. I love that ad. Hey, that was cool. really cool. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, uh, that's, that's American Heartland stuff. Yeah, I, um, I, it is. It is. Well, yeah, yeah. But uh, you've been busy. You've been. You've been. Well, well I, don't, I, we've I, I have, and and uh, you know, by by my count, at least six thousand people have sound have signed the White House petition, but only a thousand three hundred votes are showing. And we actually have screenshots of disappearing votes, 24 votes at a time, just being taken off the White House petition. It's not unique to us. We've seen this on all the other petitions. So when Obama designed the White House petition process, he designed it to slow roll the American citizens and basically not allow petitions to succeed. Now, I've had at least 10 people call Steve Bannon and the two Trump children, and attempt to call Donald Trump. I don't know if anyone has reached Donald Trump. I do know three different people have reached Steve Bannon. Two of them says he's shut down. One of them says he's open to having a conversation. My bottom line is, if Donald Trump 
is not able to sit down with Ron Paul and Dennis Kucinich and Cynthia McKinney and Jesse Ventura and myself in the next two to three weeks, and I'm in Norway the 14th through the 23rd, but if he can't sit down with us, then I think he's at risk from a a four-part strategy that is going to destroy his presidency, and he will not make it past 2018, in my view, if this four-part strategy plays out. All right. Now, okay, let's talk about the strategy to take down Donald Trump, because I see this, the way this is playing out, this is really nasty. And this, to me, this is planned, this is planned, uh, well, long before Obama left office. What have you found? Well, you, you, you've probably covered how a Google surrogate, uh, took away $3.5 million from Alex Jones, and you've probably covered how natural news was digitally assassinated by Google itself. Natural News has since come back. They were apparently testing their trigger and the public outcry that they got to include my emailing Brendan Sullivan, Google's lawyer. This is Brendan. I am not a potted plant Sullivan, the guy that defended Oliver North. Um, I emailed him. I said, you're looking at a RICO investigation. You're looking at a racketeering investigation, starting with Eric Schmidt, Google, Google surrogates, which include YouTube, which has just destroyed David Siemens and all of the Pizzagate stuff. So what we have here is a massive censorship conspiracy being led by Eric Schmidt and probably Peter Thiel, who's also doing some horrible things with the so-called Open Government Initiative, which is actually Infiltrate the Government Initiative. Um, so that's track one. Okay. Track two is Soros's violent American spring. And despite all of his denials, I keep seeing proof that he is hiring people. He is paying people to hire people. He is funding what is going to be a violent American spring. Track three is the Republicans and the Democrats talking about impeachment of Donald Trump. I mean, people are writing up the impeachment articles. And I don't think Paul Ryan is going to protect Donald Trump. And third and last is David Stockman, who's been absolutely phenomenal in some of his recent appearances, including one with your good friend, Greg Hunter. And I'd certainly love to see him on your show. David Stockman is talking about how we're coming up on a debt ceiling at the same time that Wall Street is going to kick the legs of the stool away. And we're going to have an economic crash this summer that's going to be blamed on Donald Trump. Four different things converging to destroy Donald Trump, never mind the fact that he surrounded himself with people who are essentially traitors. Okay. Now, if we could take, and I don't want to take your time away, but if we could take it. It's your time. It's your time. Well, Tell me what I can do to be helpful to you and your audience. Okay. Here's, uh, I, I, did an, I did a video two weeks ago. It's got, I don't know, 125,000 views on this. It's being passed around. It's Good. Uh, the way, uh, the, the, what I found, and we have investigators going out and um, infiltrating places or um, groups like, for example, uh, Millennials uh, uh, for Revolution, um, various various anarchist type groups. They're infiltrating these groups and trying to find out what's what. The reports coming back are. Look, uh, Obama is running this shadow government. He's left, and I think you, I, I think this can be attributed to what you had said. Obama has let, have, has left, uh, uh, minds, if you will, inside the White House, inside the government structure. Uh, he's done a lot of things before his departure that 
between between the the between Donald Trump winning the election and him walking out the door, he had done this. He had done a lot of things to undermine Donald Trump from day one, and that in that in turn ties into the this this army that's under the umbrella of organizing for action. Um, you, you, uh, you know what I mean? So, so there's. I'm, I'm totally with you, and I've seen the list of the 64 things Obama has done to undermine Donald Trump, and and I'm totally with you. And okay. Obama should not be discounted. But uh, for me, very candidly, because I know that I could stop all four of these campaigns against Donald Trump, I could stop them within 30 days if Donald Trump would simply sit down and have a meeting with us and then do the five or six things that we're recommending uh, be done together. Okay. Uh, so I'm very frustrated. Wait, wait a second, because, okay, and, and I talked to uh, Ted Brewer about this, too. You were on his program. A lot of people, and, and I didn't really notice this. I didn't pick up on this until Ted said, check your email and the uh, uh, read the responses about the electoral reform that you, had, uh, that, that you Robert David Steele, had, uh, uh, had uh, pushed for. A lot of people think this is electoral college reform, and it's not. No, no, no. So if you want to re-explain that, I think, I think people might get a little oh, bit Oh, I'm, I'm deeply honored by your question. Um, and I really have to stress because, you know, some people have said I come across as, as too knowing. Well, excuse me, it's not me. I'm standing on the shoulders of others. All of these ideas that I'm offering to you are ideas that I have pulled together from other people. Okay. What's original about me is that I listen to everybody. I don't shut people out the way the people around Trump do. Um, the Electoral Reform Act is focused on the fact that we have a two-party tyranny that blocks 70% of all voters from having a meaningful vote, vote or voice in our society. All right? Uh, the Democrats control 13%, uh, 17% of the voters. The Republicans control uh, 13% of the voters. The other 70% have no champion. The other 70% are essentially orphans from the American electoral system. So the 12-part Electoral Reform Act, and I would say to everybody, you can just look up online rigged 12 ways and you'll get to my short essay that talks about how the system is rigged 12 ways and how to fix it. Would you like me to itemize the 12 ways or just hit some highlights? Oh, it, it, I don't want you to spend too much time because I know okay. you've got a lot of things. So you go ahead, whatever you feel. Let me just let me just give you a few highlights. I really want to encourage people to look at all 12, you know, online rigged 12 ways. But among the highlights, the two most important, three most important, are number one, not only should districts be drawn tightly, which ends gerrymandering, but they should be based on U.S. citizens only. Today, congressional districts count all illegal aliens and all foreigners as members of the voting public that the congressman represents. So tightly drawn districts based on U.S. citizens only is one of the 12 reforms. A second one is campaign funding for all members and for all candidates so that they free they are free from dependency on Israeli, Saudi Arabian and Wall Street money. And the third and most important, the one that will keep Donald Trump from being impeached, 
because the Democrats are planning to steal the Congress back, the House of Representatives back, with electoral ballot tampering, such as Hillary Clinton used with Bernie Sanders. Paper ballots counted on site in public, combined with exit polls. All of these electronic voting machines were designed to rig the election. Diebold was a criminal action from the day it set pen to paper to design this machine. Okay? So, it's not about the Electoral College. I mean, I love the Electoral College. If we didn't have the Electoral College, California and New York would be electing everybody. Uh, and we know what we've got there. Uh, so the Electoral College was designed to represent the United States of America. And it's a very important institution. And it's vital to our future. Uh, so I hope that corrects the, corrects yeah. the record. Uh, and, and what I would say is that the Republican Party is going to implode. And because I am an ardent, strong supporter of Donald Trump, and I want to see Donald Trump be the greatest president in modern American history, but first he has to survive, I want him to use the Electoral Reform Act to recruit the 70% that did not vote for him, actually the 73% that did not vote for him, and show them how the Sandernistas can get members of Congress the Tea Party, the Constitution Party, the Libertarians, even the Greens, and, of course, the Independents. And by creating an independent Congress that is not dependent on money from outside sources, we open the way for evidence-based governance in the public interest. This, for me, is a simple proposition, but it seems too hard for Paul Ryan to understand. You, you know, of all the of all the places and of all the people to, to hear this from, I happen to hear exactly what you're referencing uh, as a topic of conversation by Brian Williams on MSNBC of all places, who was who actually were quoting the same statistics you were quoting, the uh, uh, the two party system and, and the uh, the orphaned so to speak uh, numbers. So it's interesting because the other side is taking notice, and uh, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but nonetheless they're using that. Uh, it, it does frighten me to be in agreement with MSNBC on well, anything. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that you'd be. No, in no, no. Agreement. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I think is happening because I've also seen that the Democrats have formed a shadow cabinet. Yes. Uh, they've Mark Green, who's a very able uh, campaigner, has formed a shadow cabinet that is two thirds nobodies and one third people who blew it when they had a chance, like Bob Reich. Um, that cabinet is all Democrats, and that's their flaw. What this country needs, if Donald Trump will not listen to Ron Paul and Dennis Kucinich and Cynthia McKinney and Jesse Ventura and Robert Steele, if Donald Trump will not listen, I stress, I'm trying to help Donald Trump. If he will not listen, we need a sunshine cabinet that campaigns across this country demanding the Electoral Reform Act in time to elect an independent Congress in 2018 and a coalition team with an independent president in 2020. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. What? But why? I'm, I'm curious. Why those four people? Uh, out of all the people you could have could have selected or could be part of this, why those four? Why, why Ventura? Well, first off, those are the four that I know best. All right. Okay. Uh, there are others out there. For example, Ellen Brown is absolutely priceless on public banking. 
and there are end the Fed people. And in fact, if your if your listeners will go to bigbatusa.org, which we would turn into a fundraising site, I already have alt-gov.org uh, purchased and ready to be built as a sunshine government uh, site. But bigbatusa.org, I actually created a coalition cabinet that had people like Jim Hightower for agriculture. Okay, and Newt Gingrich for defense, and John Huntsman for Secretary of State. I mean, if, if Donald Trump puts Huntsman in as Secretary of State, as Deputy Secretary of State, that is a brilliant move, because he's got the one guy that understands China and the one guy that understands Russia at the very top. And Huntsman's an honest man, as is Rex Tillerson. I think that would give us a very powerful State Department. But I have a cabinet at Big Bat USA when I ran for president, uh, under the Reform Party. And the whole idea here is twofold. The first is the American people do not want to elect a president that's a decider. All presidents are stupid when compared to the totality of the intelligence of the public, the collective intelligence of the American public. Presidents should be like coaches, okay? They should be there to guarantee the integrity of the system not to be a decider. I mean, Donald Trump's biggest, stupidest, worst decision in his entire political career of 43 days has been to add more money to the Pentagon. That's sheer idiocy. The Pentagon is documented at 50% waste. It takes up 60% of the disposable budget of the federal uh, budget, and it takes 16% of the total budget, and we cannot fight and win wars. Two-thirds of our Navy aircraft can't fly because they lack spare parts and maintenance. All of our general officers and admirals have no integrity at all, okay? So Trump throwing money at the military is like pouring gasoline onto a fire. And that's the kind of decision I want him to stop making. He needs to have a National Strategy Council. He needs to have an open-source agency that produces decision support so that he knows what he's doing. Um... But the bottom line here is that a cabinet should be the best of the best from each domain, and there should be a massive direct democracy conversation going on between the government and the public, and state rights should be restored. The voice of the states is not heard today in the Congress because the senators are no longer appointed by the states. They are now appointed by the public, and then they sell out immediately to the banks of the private sector, to Israel and to Saudi Arabia. Um, so there's a lot of heavy lifting to be done here. But I'm absolutely positive. You know, I, I was listening to Oprah Winfrey talk the other day, and she was trying to decide if she wanted to run for president in 2020. Now, Oprah Winfrey is part of the deep state. She's part of the mainstream media, and she is in no way, shape, or form the kind of woman that Cynthia McKinney is, for example, Dr. McKinney now. She's earned her Ph.D., but I was listening to her, and she's right. What Donald Trump has done, even if he self-destructs tomorrow, what Donald Trump has done is demonstrating the illegitimacy of the two-party tyranny. Now the public gets it. Donald Trump has opened a big door for all of us to walk through. God bless him for that. And I stress again, I want to meet Donald Trump. I want him to implement the eight ideas in the memo for Donald Trump that a million people have read. Uh, and if he does that, I will be his floor mat 
I will do whatever dirty job he asks me to do at whatever salary level, including, you know, nothing. But the bottom line is Donald Trump has to listen because right now he's about to self-destruct. You said something. He's his own worst enemy. You said, but uh, but he's got he's got a, a list of enemies a mile long. Um, where's he As most vulnerable? Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. Well, where's he most vulnerable? Uh, or is that that's a heck of a question? I no, it's it's you know you're you're asking a really important question. You're asking a brilliant question. I think Donald Trump is most vulnerable for lacking a holistic process by which to make multiple decisions about all threats and all policies inside of a balanced budget in one fell swoop. Hmm. Let me elaborate on that a little bit. Trump right now is pulling the government out of his ass one decision at a time, and that's not helpful. What he really needs to do is have a strategic thinking process. This is why in in the 10-page memo that I delivered to Judas Priebus by certified mail on the 15th of December, I proposed to him not only the Electoral Reform Act as his first announcement, which would be a unity act, but a grand strategy summit. There are 10 high-level threats to the United States. Okay, Russia and Iran are not really among them. Um Poverty, infectious disease, environmental degradation, transnational crime, including crime by Wall Street. These are the things that are killing our country. Loss of water, our aquifers, this is huge. Illegal immigration is, of course, one of those threats. But you need to handle them all at the same time. You can't just say, all right, we're going to stop every plane flying into the United States, and we're going to ignore over here the water issues in Texas, and we're going to ignore the fact that... uh that we have all of our dams are falling apart, like the dam in California. It's actually, I mean, being president is the toughest job in the world. And you have to have a staff that can help you see the whole. And that's what Trump doesn't have, which is why I think McMaster has to go. Uh, it's, it's foolishness to have a national security staff in this day and age, particularly when you have such high caliber people as Jim Mattis at Defense and Rex Tillerson at State. Um, what you really need is a national strategy staff that helps you think about all of this together. Okay? And he hasn't done that. He's not doing that. So Trump's biggest weakness is he doesn't have a decent chief of staff. David Stockman is, is my choice. Uh, my recommendation. He doesn't have a decent chief of staff. He doesn't have a staff that can help him think. He's got no one that's processing this paper into him. And the OMB guy over there is busy slashing away at the federal budget without thinking about the repercussions. And I don't think anyone is thinking seriously about the debt. Interesting. Okay. Well, it, it hasn't Trump, uh, President Trump cut $12 billion since installed in office? $12 billion does not impress me when you have a federal budget of $2 trillion. Right, but it, relative to Obama's uh, first month raising the budget by $20 billion. It's, it's you know, it, it would be, I, I really want to be favorable to Trump. I want to find things to praise about Trump. And, and, and the things that I praise about Trump are, one, is Tillerson, and two, is Mattis, okay? Um, but he's made a lot of other mistakes. His presidential 
appointment process is in complete disarray and it's being run by a trader yeah. who is busy filling that filling those jobs with with moles from the establishment um so i want trump to succeed but he's not going to succeed unless among other things he has a grand strategy summit that comes to the conclusion that the only way we are going to make our numbers is by cutting the federal government in half starting with the department of defense and, and he just made a yeah, yeah okay and that's an important distinction uh starting with the department of defense and and that that's not you being unpatriotic or um that's not you being um uh uh, reckless with our security. It's it's well. Being... I've been I've been our security for the last forty years. Mm-hmm. I've been a Marine Corps infantry officer. I've been a service level planner and programmer. I have been a spy. I know all of this stuff better than most citizens. The fact of the matter is, the Department of Defense is a monstrous spending cesspool. And if your listeners want to be shocked, they can go look up lying to ourselves, dishonesty in the military profession. Most of our officers and all of our flag officers are liars. They do not tell the truth when it comes to our capabilities. They are going through the motions. Hold that that thought right there. Uh, Robert David Steele is our guest. Interesting stuff. And folks, you got to listen to this because... um, um, the dynamics are changing. The, uh, the landscape is changing. And you can see it. Ha- yeah, I mean, you can see the vitriol that's oozing out of the deep state against Donald Trump. Um, Robert David Steele saying, look, we've got some answers here. Got, got a ta- got, got, got a, got, got a, uh, tactical operation guide right here. Folks, remember right back. Give us three minutes. Stay right where you're at. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Uh, folks, I'm going to direct your attention to MasterPreps.com. MasterPreps.com. Wow. Uh, MasterPreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, MasterPreps.com. That's MasterPreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you could possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Erickson. It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family. Masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? From all of us at Training Post in the Woods. We pray you have a healthy, safe, and prosperous 2017. And we would like to thank all of you for welcoming us to the Hagman and Hagman family. You're all a very wonderful and special group of people. Because we believe it is so important for you to work and acquire good health this year, we're going to do something that we've never done before as a thank you to you for your support. 
we're going to make something available that we believe everyone needs. During the month of January, anyone who invests in their house by purchasing either our American Heritage Remedies Kit, our Survivalist Natural Remedies Kit, or $200 in individual remedies of your choice, we're going to give to you our crisis remedy just in case for free. Your health must be a part of your preparation plan. We're here to help you with that journey. May God bless y'all and may God bless America. Happy New Year! everyone. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. That means you can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. expiration date how's that you got no clue what i'm talking about but no worries i love you both in a manly way thank you back at you uh robert david Steele, he's our guest and uh uh what a guest he is folks uh if you haven't already done so check out the trading post in the woods trading post in the woods.com have you done have you gone there yet you got to do so. Tradingpostinthewoods.com. This is the place we go for all things that are homeopathic uh, style remedies. They have made very special uh, selections, kits, assemblies for us. This is a family-owned, very tight-knit American business. These people behind Trading Post in the Woods, they have responded to so many disasters, so many... Uh, they are just incredible people and they, they have incredible products. They work. And if you want to go back in time to, to the home remedy kind of atmosphere, this is the place to go. Tradingpostinthewoods.com. That's tradingpostinthewoods.com. Spend some time on their website. Take a look at what they have to offer. This is our go-to place for all things that are, well, as I said, homeopathic but also uh that put together with a lot of forethought a lot of planning a lot of experience behind the products tradingpostinthewoods.com that is tradingpostinthewoods.com and, and make sure make sure you check out the package they've made especially for the Hagman and Hagman listeners tradingpostinthewoods.com again our guest is Robert David Steele the man with no expiration date that's an inside joke but that's okay um <laughs> Yeah, we, we've got, uh, I've got about two pages of emails, uh, uh, wanting your opinion. Where does this latest assault against Sessions with respect to the Russians 
uh, as well as we can go back to Flynn and you go back to the elections right. and all this. But where does this fit into what you have previously described as the uh, attempt to take down Donald Trump? Many, many well, questions. I, I, I nailed it. I mean, they're taking away every person that is a true blue supporter of Donald Trump. They're taking away every person that truly represents the people that elected Donald Trump. Okay. Um, this is an out and out. Uh, I can't say it's treason exactly, but it is most definitely attack. Let me go back for a second because I don't want to leave your users with the misimpression that I simply want to cut the Department of Defense in half, which it needs to be. It's 50% waste. That's documented. But I spent the last year working for the U.S. Army Strategic Studies Institute, and I've written a three-monograph series. The first is a grand strategy. The second addresses global reality, and the third reinvents the military. And I have designed a military that has a 450-ship Navy instead of a 283-ship Navy. It has a long-haul Air Force that can deliver a heavy U.S. Army anywhere in the world from its bases here at home. And it creates a completely new Army that's 3 million soldiers instead of 1 million soldiers with no contractors and all new equipment that's actually up to meeting the Russians and the Chinese on a, on a fair battlefield, which our existing equipment is not. Um, so I'm strong on defense, but it is absolutely foolhardy to throw good money after bad. And for Donald Trump to say he's giving $54 million to a Department of Defense that is 50% waste and cannot win wars tells me Donald Trump is being captured. Now, coming back to this Russian thing, lies, lies, lies. Um, Nancy Pelosi is the most hypocritical criminal person I have ever seen serve in Congress, other than Lyndon Baines Johnson. Um, she sets a very poor example for the American public. Uh, and all of these lies that are being told about Sessions are essentially intended to strip away the Attorney General's focus on the pedophiles at the top of the Bingo. Republican and Democratic Party. Right on. We've got them on the run. Now, I think Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions made a strategic mistake. They should have done the Electoral Reform Act first. They should have solidified their base and created their movement beyond the Republican Party. They should have done that first. But because Judas Priebus did not deliver my 10-page memo to Trump, he did not realize he had options that he was overlooking. So when they went after the pedophiles, my understanding, everything I'm seeing says to me that the Republican leadership is terrified of Donald Trump because they think that if they uh, don't support him right now, he will come after them at the pedophile level. That's not a good relationship to have because they're also slow rolling him. The Republican leadership is in a passive-aggressive mode where John McCain and Lindsey Graham and others are actively against Donald Trump on every front. And they're telling more lies to the public about Russian threat, Iranian threat, North Korean threat. The only threat we have that we really need to be concerned about in these next 90 days are the U.S. citizen traitors serving in Congress. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, Okay. And the three in the White House. (laughs) That's true. And that was a very apt comparison to the between uh, Pelosi and, and LBJ. I just want to say that very. very well, well she's not. She's not quite as good as LBJ was, but she is just as evil. Uh, yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. Indeed. Uh, all right. So, so, so just to be clear, 
the the Russian angle on this because I, many people are, are are struggling to understand uh, how in the world Russia had interfered with our elections. Let me just bring up the fact that Hillary Clinton sold American uranium to Russia, right. and the mainstream media is not discussing this. Precisely, not so, part yeah. of the approved narrative. And, and okay. also, if I can add, uh, you know, they keep talking about the Russian hacking and the interference during the election. Under the Obama administration, the the DHS was actually caught hacking uh, three or four different state elections. One one of the better, well known ones was Georgia. Excellent. Uh, yeah, and Excellent. you see You're project- right. Plus, the Chinese hacked OPM and took all of our security. That's right. Um, documents. Look, this is all about hypocrisy. Okay, since time immemorial. Candidates for the presidency have talked to foreign leaders. And in fact, I would remind people that Henry Kissinger killed 20,000 additional American troops by undermining the Paris peace talks so that Richard Nixon could win the election. Yep. I would remind people, and this is not known by many, but Lyndon Baines Johnson was handing the aviation targets for the next day to the North Vietnamese before our pilots got them. He was giving those targets through the Swiss Embassy to the North Vietnamese as a so-called humanitarian gesture, which actually just allowed them to put their anti-aircraft guns exactly where they were needed. And our pilots never knew this. Do not underestimate the treason that lies within Washington, D.C. Donald Trump has got everybody except for we the people mad at him. And he really desperately needs some reinforcements, which is what I've been trying to deliver for the last three months. Yeah, uh, you know, you're, you're exactly correct. Okay. You can, go ahead and continue. Uh, you're, I don't want to stand in your, we don't want to stand in no, your way. No, look, I, I really, you guys are, are absolutely so phenomenal and your audience is so great and I'm trying to get on your YouTube and answer questions because I respect your audience so much. Well, but I will also. We, we've got the best. Seriously, uh, uh, we've got the best audience in the world. They, they have, a, the, to me, the greatest understanding of the issues. And I, think, well, I, I think you do, and and the one thing they haven't done is stood outside Donald Trump's uh, uh, White House with signs saying, "Would you please call Robert Steele?" <laughs> okay, I've actually got a guy that's designed some some placards for cars and bumpers and and so forth. But let me just say, in in the minutes that we have left remaining, I think America is a strong country, and I think that if we have an economic crash that we the people will survive it. The mistake that was made, because Bill Clinton was bribed to make it, was we should never have bailed out the banks in 2008. Of course, Clinton should never have uh, deregulated the banks in the first place. He was bribed to do that also. Um, so the root of all evil be, right now... Just to be clear, Clinton did not have a hand in rehabilitating the banks in 08, or you, you mean uh, Bush, right? Yes, I, you're correcting me. Thank you. I tend to I tend to blame too much on Bill Clinton. There's a lot of blame that George Bush can take as well, uh, and Dick Cheney. Thank you for saving uh, me on no, that. No worries, but Clinton uh, did did really start the ball rolling. He deregulated the banks, he exported all the white jobs, and he put all the black people in jail. Yeah. I mean, this is a really nice trifecta for him. <laughs> and, of course, they respond by putting him in the Black Hall of Fame, you know, which I will never understand. Well, he's our first black president. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
What I would say, what I would say to our Americans is that there's nothing wrong with America the beautiful that can't be fixed by putting Americans back into our government process. And it may sound like I'm harping on a theme, but as an intelligence professional and as a policy professional, I've watched our government sell itself. You know, a friend of mine, Robert Baer, a former spy also, has written some excellent books. And he talks about how Washington is basically a whore that opens her legs for the Saudis and the Israelis. And he's right. I, I, We've yeah, that's a beautiful. We've got to stop that. Yeah. We've got to stop that. And the way you stop that is by restoring integrity to our electoral process and from there it cascades into our government process and from there into our economy and our society. Our schools have been mind control machines. Our churches have lost their integrity. Our labor unions represent the businesses that hire workers rather than the workers themselves. We've lost it across the board. So for me, an American renaissance with or without Donald Trump is centered on an electoral reform act that basically restores integrity of the system. And I stress again, if Donald Trump is willing to announce an electoral reform act before 1 April, I think he can stop the violent American spring. And if he's willing to do a grand strategy summit, I think he can stop the impeachment and the bank crash and the other things. Bottom line is there are answers out here waiting for Donald Trump, but he's not going to get to those answers on his present courts with his present staff and his present mindset. All right. We've got a lot of people asking the obvious question, if none of this happens. Impeachment, assassination, that's... He's not I, I think he'll be impeached in 2018 okay. without question. Uh, what I anticipate happening is the House will go to the Democrats. That's, that's They will impeach him. Yeah. Uh, the Senate may or may not find him impeachable, but the House has the impeachment authority. Just like we impeach Bill Clinton for lying about a blowjob. Okay. Uh, we're certainly going to go after Donald Trump for a whole range of things that are not, in my judgment, impeachable, but impeachment is in the eye of the beholder. It's basically whatever the Democratic Congress says it is. Uh, so Trump is inevitably going to be impeached. Now, he could beat that impeachment, and in fact, he could prevent the Democrats from taking the House, and he could prevent the Republicans from betraying him if he put an electoral reform out now that elected 10 Libertarians, 10 Greens, and 10 Independents into the House of Representatives and two Libertarians, two Greens and two Independents into the Senate because what that does is it creates a swing vote it creates an ethical counterbalance to the two party tyranny um, and, I know all this stuff and that's what it's all about it's about destroying the two party tyranny when, when you're referencing the electoral reform um, it's about destroying the deep state which right. by the way includes I personally think Donald Trump should close NSA down. And he can do he that, He has right? the authority to do that. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't take an act of Congress. It, it, it would take no, a... because NSA is not was not created under the National Security Act of 1947. It was right. created by executive order. An executive order can close NSA down. Okay? Now, closing NSA down, which has been doing mass surveillance on the American public, but worse... It has been spying on all U.S. politicians and then blackmailing them. Right. 
if Donald Trump were to close NSA down, this would win the hearts and minds of a significant portion of the U.S. public. And it would strike them the way the American public was struck when Harry Truman fired Douglas MacArthur for military insubordination. Very interesting time. It's epic. Okay? So I would like to have a face-to-face chat with Donald Trump, and it has to be outside the White House, which is bugged six different ways. I propose a random hotel room anywhere in Washington or Mar-a-Lago. Um, they, they never, they never bug, uh, you know, Super 8s or Motel 6s. No, uh, you know, I mean, Trump has some really good hotels, and we could just walk in and pick a room at random. Uh, we could also go to the Hay Adams and, and just pick a suite at random. Um, but the bottom line is here, Donald Trump needs to understand that every word he's said or written in the White House has been in Tel Aviv and at NSA and at CIA, uh, on an almost real-time basis. Okay. Well, you know, we're doing our best to get the word out there, and I know you are as well, and our listeners are as well. Um, at this point, I, I do believe that we are we are facing, for as much as I, I don't want to admit this, the way I see this, Robert David Steele, is we are facing a very bumpy road in the spring and the summer. We, uh, I, yes. I don't, you know, I, even, even in the best of circumstances, under the best of circumstances right now, because so much time has, has elapsed, I, I can see where the Obama machinery, the Hillary machinery and everything connected with that is going to create this, this American spring that you reference. And, but well, but let me, let me point out that this violent American spring is going to happen with the connivance of the Republican Party. Very much so. Okay. Yep. The governors are part of the deep state. The Congress is part of the deep state. NSA and CIA are part of the deep state. And they're all working for Wall Street. Okay. All of them have their sweetheart deals, their offshore bank accounts, their, their special privileges. Uh, you have networks of people who are being blackmailed, not just for pedophilia, but for other indiscretions. Um, Donald Trump has a chance to take down the deep state, but he has to have the country behind him. He has to have a counterintelligence capability, which I speak to in my memo for Trump. Uh, and he has to have a Trump channel, because Eric Schmidt is leading what should be a racketeering investigation by Jeff Sessions. Eric Schmidt and Google and Facebook and Twitter have all been practicing the censorship of pro-Trump supporters and the shaping of the narrative to CIA specifications. So Trump needs three things to survive. He needs an Elector Reform Act to build the base. He needs a Trump channel to be able to communicate with the public, bypassing the parties as well as the media. And he needs a counterintelligence surge to basically get rid of the traitors that are in the government, okay? The traitors at CIA, the traitors at NSA, the traitors at the FBI, the traitors at the State Department, the traitors at the Department of Defense. Many of them are as simple to find as those with Israeli passports, okay? Or those with uh, Saudi Arabian bank accounts. I mean, there is no lack of evidence here. What we have lacked is the integrity to let the FBI do its job. 
Which brings me to my que- another question. This is kind of totally out of left field, I suppose. There is no left field. Well, you know, the FBI, uh, Comey, his actions, and, and I received uh, a few emails from uh, dedicated listeners about this. Um, in fact, uh, Susan, thank you, Susan, uh, reminded me to ask you about this. Uh, the Comey actions of, of, of Comey right before the election, uh, she you know, if, Comey, Comey is, Comey is a deep state kind of guy. I mean, he's a Lockheed Martin, uh, guy. He is a Rothschild guy. For a while there, he was on the board of the Hong Kong and Shanghai Bank, which is the ultimate drug money laundering, gold busting, child pedophilia funding bank in the world. Okay. It is the apple of Rothschild's eye. And Comey was a member of the board of directors there, ostensibly to provide ethical oversight. My bottom line on James Comey is that he's a devout Catholic bucking for Knights of Malta who would sell us out to the Vatican if he saw a chance to. But he did some very important, useful things before the election that helped get Donald Trump elected, and therefore I give him a clean sheet. I think he can be saved. I would consider it a privilege to work with James Comey, who, by the way, his term doesn't expire anytime soon. Um, I think we should have a come-to-Jesus meeting with James Comey. We should reinforce him in cleaning out his own house, and then we should triple his budget. Really? Yes. Triple? Okay. America has never taken counterintelligence seriously. If I've learned two things, I've learned two things in my last 40 years as a spy and then as a champion for open source intelligence and working with people in 66 countries around the world. The first thing I've learned is that 95% of what we need to know is not secret, not in English, not on the Internet, not known to CIA or anybody else in the U.S. intelligence community. 95%. So that's why I invented the craft of open source intelligence in its in its modern application. The other thing that I've learned, and I'll tell you a quick true story. When I was overseas, I ran a false flag operation. Okay? Nobody died. But we spent millions of dollars faking out a country's leadership about X, Y, and Z so that they would do A, B, C. And it wasn't until years later that we found out that they were laughing at us because the people that we were delivering all this false flag stuff to were working for the other side. So because we had a counterintelligence failure, because we did not know who was who, everything we did on the positive intelligence side was worthless. So the epiphany for me, aha experience for the Democratic listeners, the epiphany for me was that counterintelligence is absolutely your first priority alongside open source intelligence. You bracket your craft of intelligence with what can you know legally and ethically and inexpensively on one side and you triple your counterintelligence budget on the other side. And between those two things, you then create a very narrow, loyal, respectful, non-treasonous secret intelligence capability. That you know, I, I actually followed you on that. That made sense. Oh wow, hey, I'm getting better then. <laughs> uh, that explanation made sense. Okay. And by the way, Susan, thank you for your email. And uh, she she her the the phrase re- regarding Comey Knights of Malta was in her email that you mentioned. 
I just find that very interesting. So there but you go. Bottom so, line for me is I think Comey's a keeper. Uh, I think McMaster and Priebus have to go. I think Brennan is a keeper, but he needs to be on the road rather ooh, than whoa, getting whoa, fat. Bre- whoa, 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 Brennan's a keeper? You oh, think? Not Brennan, Bannon, Bannon, okay. Bannon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, hey, Nitro. I'm the guy who shot Brennan down. No, I, exactly. That, that, that's why I thought I maybe I had a, sh- a new orifice on Russia today. Uh, no, 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 no. Look, I, I like Bannon, but Bannon has 10% of the picture. He's missing the other 90%. For that, you need Ron Paul, Dennis Kucinich, Cynthia McKinney, Jesse Ventura, a great Latino, and two or three other people, including perhaps Ellen Brown and, uh, and some of the Greens. I mean, you really have to build a unity act and a big tent. Because the deep state is our common enemy. And that, by the way, is what I'm finding. When I, as a conservative, am speaking to these latte-sucking liberals, I'm telling them, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Okay? And they're getting it. They're starting to realize that Bernie Sanders betrayed them. They're starting to realize that Hillary Clinton is a criminal as well as a traitor. And they're starting to realize that for all of his warts, Donald Trump has the power to take down the deep state. So I think this is really important. Wow. Uh, we, wow. we have to get Donald Trump to understand that there are eight things that he can do. Yep. Uh, and by the way, taxes. His tax reform thing is a joke. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that, okay. Boy, don't you know. Golden Sachs wet dream. You know, of all the things that I, I I thought he would come through a lot better than he did, I'm still trying to find some redeeming redeeming value to this tax reform. There is none. Thank you. Because there is none. Okay, it's re- a scam. Remember Reagan '86, I think it was '86, the compromise 10, 10, and five percent compromise. If you don't know what I'm uh, Yeah, but look, you know, the bottom line is you still end up with, with all these other loopholes and everything. Yeah. I finally figured out the tax code. The tax code is how Congress blackmails businesses into making campaign contributions. Okay? That's why we have a complicated tax code. All right? So if you have an Electoral Reform Act that frees the members from needing to blackmail businesses... You open up the possibility of an honest Congress making decisions based on evidence. But I will tell you again, there are nine guys from Goldman Sachs surrounding Donald Trump whose absolute worst nightmare is me and Dr. Edgar Feige talking to Trump alone. Oh, we're gonna have to make Feige's that the author sure. of the automated payment transaction tax, which eliminates all income taxes and right. all other taxes. Right. We need to move the tax burden from Main Street to Wall Street. Wall Street is untaxed in every possible sense of the word, and that's a crime against the American people. Yeah, well, uh, uh, there was a, there was some people might remember this. We're, we're almost out of time, but some people might remember the um, the the, uh, the series Boston Legal, uh, Denny Crane. Anyway, uh, there was a there was an episode where a woman refused to pay taxes, posted uh, stuck a post-it note on her tax form saying "stick it," got arrested. Long story short, at the end of the show, uh, William Shatner as Denny Crane said, uh, or, or sometime during the show said, uh, "We can't let this woman, you know, uh, even though he, his firm was supporting her, can't let this woman get away with this." Well, why not? Because uh, 
it's uh, the little people that need to pay taxes to so the big people can not pay taxes. Basically, of course, I screwed that up, but you get the uh, idea. Look, one of the things, one of my gifts, in, and I would never, if I were advising Donald Trump, I would never tell him what the answer was. What I would do is I would go out and get six people across the spectrum and bring them in and let him listen to them and make his own decision. Matt Tabby is one of the first that I would bring in. Matt Tabby has written two extraordinarily important books. One Roll, is called Rolling Stone. Yeah. Rolling Stone? And, uh, yeah, he does work for Rolling Stone, which is a slut in many ways, but he's, he's a good journalist. But he's written Griftopia, which is about the merger of Wall Street and the two-party tyranny. And he has written The Divide, which is about two legal systems, one for the rich and one for everybody else. So my, I guess sure. my last word is I think America the Beautiful is going to survive. And what Donald Trump has done, even if he doesn't listen to us, is he has opened the possibility for me and Cynthia and Ron Paul and Jesse Ventura and others to come together and take on and take down the deep state. And we will take down the deep state by 2020, but I would rather do it in 2017 supporting Donald Trump. I swear that on the heads of my children. Wow. Pretty strong. Pretty motley crew there as well. That's motley okay, is though. good. The, motley it is. is good. We need motley. Hey, hey, you know what? God uses people for... Yes. No. So, very yeah, good. But he has their godly purpose. What a spirited discussion. The, the, again, the man with no expiration date, Robert David Steele. Visit his websites, robertdavidsteele.com, 5beta.iota, so you have to talk slow, .net. It's in the program description. Look, you can see right there. Just check. See? It's right there. God bless you, my friend. Thank you so oh, much. I honor you guys and your audience. God bless you. Bye-bye. See you later. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, man. Well, that does it for this week, folks. What a great guy. What, what, seriously. And you got to listen to what what he's saying. Um, pray. Seriously, in, in, in closing, and you're going to be hearing from us, me, this weekend. Uh, Joe, I think you're going to be on with Dave Sunday. Yep. yep I will All right. Be. Uh, watch HagmanReport.com for some. Hopefully, I can release some of this stuff this weekend. Very important information, HagmanReport.com. And don't forget, folks, subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. Pretty please. I'll come out and watch your car. 